Bam, we're live. Hey, good morning. Jake, good morning. Isla Man, I always trip on that. It's never Jake. In my head, it's Jake and the Isle of Man. Oh, I still haven't figured this out. I don't see my sponsors down there at the bottom. Why, 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 why? I talked with Sousa. I thought we had this figured out. Well, that's not right. That looks like it's set up for two people. Uh, Paper Street Coffee. It sounds like Paper Street Coffee and California Peptides will be at uh, Wadapalooza together in a booth together. I think. I think that's what I heard. They don't... Uh, these, these sponsors, by the way, there's no... Um, I, I do like the way Rich does it where it's just like a just a blatant ad read. It's kind of funny. And I like the way he addressed it on his last show. He's like, hey man, that's just that's just a lot of fucking money that they're paying us. Um, but uh these guys don't don't I I don't know what the requirements are from them actually. They don't I don't think we actually they don't actually say. I think like those three are like friends of the show too like things that i get behind that i that just just good people i was thinking about birthfit this morning though and there's this uh conventional wisdom around like women and having babies and everyone has their own path right like someone might have it in hospital someone might have a c-section someone might uh, have it at home but what's fascinating is the way in, in, in your, if you had, let's say you had a baby at home, you're supposed to like, and, and you just had it all natural. You're supposed to be like act kind of cool and casual. You're not supposed to like rub it in anyone's face or not even not rub it in anyone's face. You're not supposed to be proud of it. And yet if you, if you try to have a baby at home and you try to try to have a baby the way the vast, vast majority of people have been born in the history of planet earth, they, um, you got to sign shit. They got to be like, hey, oh, really? You're refusing that? And then you got to sign it like you're doing something dangerous. And if you want to have twins at home in the state of California, that's illegal. If you want to have your baby after two weeks uh, late, and I put that in quotes, uh, that's illegal in the state of California. And if your water's broken for 48 hours and you don't go to the hospital, that's illegal in California. It's funny. There's all these rules around women's bodies. And about having babies. Um, just fascinating. Anyway, that resource, uh, BirthFit, is just an amazing resource. If you're a dude or if you're a, a lady and you want to, um, thinking about getting pregnant, you are pregnant, or you had a baby, insane resource. I'm not just saying that just because they're a sponsor. Well, I am saying it just because they're a sponsor. How do I phrase this? I probably wouldn't have thought of saying it. Maybe I would have. Shit, I don't know what I'm saying. But I I, I have strong conviction on, on the way my wife had our babies. And I'm glad she had the resources to think clearly or to be around people to make decisions that she felt were best for her and the child. That weren't, that weren't biased. Okay. Oh, yeah. Philip Kelly, I wish uh, BirthFit was around when we had our kids. And yet you stay there. Dude, I love it here. 
I absolutely love it here. I'm telling you. Ask Killer how good it is. He came and stayed for a week. It's good. It's good. It's good. So this morning after the show, I'm going to um, go to the skate park and then play tennis and then go to the beach. And then I'm probably after that going to um, come home and work out and get ready for the CrossFit Games update show. The biggest show, most uh, most important show in the CrossFit game space. Uh, it's like when my girlfriend complains about her shitty man for the one millionth time. Leave is that. No, no one's... No, buddy, buddy, it's not like that at all. Trish, I feel like you've come out of the closet, by the way. I'm happy for you. Uh, no, Rich. Well, that's not true. Uh, Rich has been moved. I chatted with Rich this morning. Rich has been moved. Yeah, something's up. Trish is off uh, the meds or something. Uh, but not sassy, Jeremy. Jeremy says, Trish, you've been sassy. Not sassy. A complete character change. A complete, um, a complete, uh, you could almost say it's a slippage. It, out of character, completely out of character. Like, like when you laugh on stage and you're not supposed to in a performance. <laughs> Excuse me. Wouldn't you say that's a fair... Um, yeah, there you go. Menopause. Maybe it's menopause. Uh, uh, licks. Uh, Trisha's terrible mask is off. Travis B. Is that... That's not Travis Bajant, is it? Tyson's dad. Not clickbait. Not clickbait. You didn't read the title. The title's been changed. And not another clickbait title. I don't do clickbait titles. So there, take that. Um, uh, Sean Lenderman, uh, Sevi, I could show you Jesus if you would just pay attention. Well, thank you. Uh, Sevi, I could also show you some redneck shit that's way better than the beach. Bro. Bro. Uh, Mad Marv, I came here for Rich. No Rich, I'm out. All right. Fine. Just kidding. Um, I wanted to show you something, but there's so much good feedback on, uh, Greg coming on the show. Tyson is coming on the show. So I am very excited. So I scheduled Rich and Tyson together cause I wanted them to meet. And I, so I thought, okay, I'll keep them both on the, uh, show together and hopefully they can cross paths and meet. And, uh, Rich had to reschedule. Uh, he'll be on, um, on Monday morning. We also have Kotler and Gazan on Monday morning. They'll be separate, separate, separate segments, but we do have Rich coming on. So no one panic. Uh, Rich's corporate, his episode yesterday was bizarre. I have lots and lots of notes about his, um, he, about his show yesterday, lots of notes and uh, in clips and time codes that I was going to pull up and ask him about. I wouldn't say he's corporate, but he talks about, uh, they do talk about walking the line. And I do have some uh, interesting insights into some of the stuff that uh, um, him and Rory said that, that I'm excited to talk to uh, Rich about. All men are not created equal. All men are not created equal. Uh, Trish, there we go. There's my Trish. Sevon just doesn't understand complicated woman like myself. There you go. Back into your bubble. Thank you. Uh, Seema, I appreciate you changing your names to Seema Boobs. 
And I want you to know that I wanted to pull that up and show Greg that on the show because last time, the time he was on previously, you were Seema Beaver. And uh, it, it, uh, I was bummed I didn't have time for that. I love how he just talks over people when they're wrong. Who? Who? Tell me. Who? Okay, where were we? Um, I know there was uh, competing thoughts. There, oh, there was something else in here after Lick's uh, corporate phoning. No strike after forgetting the 49er code word yesterday. No, to get a strike, it's, diff- uh, it's different than getting t- – okay. basically what happens is if you – there's certain words, uh, maybe it's just even swear words, if you say them in the first few minutes of the show. I don't even know if what I'm about to tell you is true, so bear with me. But the way I understand it is if you say certain words in the first five minutes of the show, you get a flag. And what that flag does is it limits the amount of ads that they will run on your show. So you make less money. And uh, every show basically gets a flag. Like I I can go look and see if this show has even got a flag yet. For some reason, every show we do gets a flag. None of the shows that JR and Taylor do get flags. By the way, that show is great. Those dudes are already getting sick. Oh, yep. This show's already tagged. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. So I said something already. I must maybe I dropped an F bomb or something. But this show's already tagged. So weird. Uh, the tag says um, this video may earn limited or no ad revenue due to content identified as not suitable for most advertisers. So I've already said something that they think would offend uh, adver- ad- ad- advertisers. Oh, you said see my boobs? Wow, you think that's it? Yeah, it triggered. It triggered it. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I really want to wait till rich gets here, but yeah, that's one of the, the sections I have. Rich said when Angelo is saying at least Dave answers, rich says, no, he doesn't. The thing though, that rich does confirm by saying that is even if he doesn't answer, he's not giving you bullshit. That was the point. The point wasn't that, um, he answers everything. The point is, is when they, when, uh, when he's up there on stage with the athletes, and someone from the morning chalk up goes, uh, why isn't there more diversity in the games? And 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 uh, right there, live in person, Dave's wearing the homo shirt. You know what I mean? He's got the pride flag on his chest. I guess that's not even the homo shirt anymore. It's the pedophile shirt. Dave's wearing the pedophile shirt. It wasn't pedophile when Dave was wearing it. And um, it was just the homo shirt at that time. And then so um, he says, next question, because it's not appropriate. It's in the middle of the fucking games or the end of the games and you have six fucking people up there and they're talking about their achievements at the CrossFit Games. That's the part. So if Rich thinks that that's, and we'll, we'll talk to Rich, he's cool as shit, but if Rich thinks that that's not answering, I don't think that's not, that I'm fine with that. And then, then another thing that Rory was saying is, is like, are people going to complain about Dave programming the same way they did about Adrian's? Hey, motherfucker, all people are not created equal. It's different to complain about Dave's programming than uh, Adrian's programming. Dave offers a fucking shit ton more than Adrian. That's not a dig at Adrian. There's shit your wife does that you would never tolerate from someone else. And you know why? Because she sucks your dick and births your kids and fucking climbs into bed with you every night. Yeah, I agree. We'll get into all this. Rory was disrespectful. Dave. Yeah, it was crazy. There, there was some dumb shit. I don't want to get into it without Rich being here. I, stop. Leave me alone. 
but it, it was it was it was nonsense talk most of that stuff stuff we'll get we'll get we'll we'll have we'll get rich on here and we'll play some clips and we'll get to it i will say this in in their defense too at the end of the show at 54 minutes rich makes it clear like hey me and dave are friends love the guy um they've clearly had a uh and they Fuck, and they clearly have a long relationship. But there was one more thing that Rich, something positive is that Angela was fucking great on that show, absolutely fantastic. But the other thing is that Rich and Rory did is that they kept talking about stuff but wouldn't give us the details. And so they, that's the fucking part that I hated about fucking what Lauren Khalil was doing on those shows or the talking elite fitness shows, where it's like, hey, don't keep telling me someone that, don't keep telling me someone's a bad programmer or a liar or doesn't listen or doesn't collab without fucking examples. I'm not going to take your word for shit. Don't tell me Trump is racist. I, what I need to see is you sneak into his closet and show me the Nazi flag and the fucking uh the the one the mask they wear that goes after the black people. Even though you should know that the Ku Klux Klan has hung more white people in more states than black people in that many states. Did you know that? They've hung white people like in 43 states, and I think black people in only like 37. That that's even a little misguided. Yeah, they hung a lot of white motherfuckers. Okay, uh, uh, Judy Reed. All long-standing friendships have ups and downs. Yeah. Um. Why always the Nazi flag, not the Confederate flag? I don't know. Um, they made vague accusations and explicitly wouldn't go into it. Compromises Rich's integrity. I, I didn't like. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But that their podcast is good. I really enjoyed Angelo. I got, I got, I, I gleaned some interesting stuff off the podcast. We'll, we, we'll see. When Rich is on here, we'll play some, some segments. It's, I only have Rich scheduled for an hour. I only had him scheduled for an hour today, an hour on Monday, which kind of sucks. Because he's obviously great and I should give him more time. Um, I want to play something for you here. Uh, this is, see if you can follow this. I'll, I'm going to play it a couple times. I'm going to pause it. See if you can follow this. this so this is, this, I guess this is describing what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, see, see if you can follow this. Okay. Uh, this is a quick overview of Spygate, Russiagate, Burisma and the Ukraine war and the Mar-a-Lago scandal. Uh, see, see if you can follow this. Okay, here we go. You get this straight. The FBI was withholding from congressional oversight a document showing that during the Obama administration, Biden accepted a $10 million bribe through his son, Hunter, to force the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor that was investigating corruption, an event that Donald Trump looked into, sparking the first impeachment and forcing the arming of Ukraine, in turn setting the stage for the current war against Russia. Evidence of the bribe was also in Hunter Biden's laptop, which the FBI also had, but that they swore was Russian disinformation and infiltrated social media to censor during the 2020 campaign, all while the FBI investigates Trump for having classified documents, despite the FBI admittedly letting Hillary Clinton off 
for a similar charge in 2016 when they were simultaneously launching the Russiagate investigation into Donald Trump using falsified evidence provided by the Clinton campaign. Do I have that all straight? So let me get this straight. The FBI was withholding from congressional oversight a document showing that during the Obama administration, Biden accepted a $10 million bribe. Sorry, sorry, better. Sorry. Damn. Thank you. You know what it is? I sniffled and turned my mic off. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Uh, did you guys hear any of that? Did did that clip even play? Son of a bitch. It's on a roll. Uh, so the beginning of this says, the beginning of this video says that Biden accepted a $10 million bribe. To uh, fire the guy in charge over at the Ukraine. That's the part. That's the part. I... I, I, I want to see that evidence. I really want to see that evidence. But um, uh, I'm, I'm going to share. I'm going to share this article with you. It's the only article I could find uh, about it. Um, congressional Republicans who read an FBI informant file accusing President Biden of a role in a five million dollar bribery scheme said Thursday that it involved the Ukrainian company Burisma, but Biden tauntingly retorted, "Where's the money?" So basically. An informant has said that Biden got $5 million and that Hunter got $5 uh, million, not billion, million. There were two separate transactions, one that went to Joe Biden for $5 million, one that went to Hunter for $5 million. There's no doubt in my mind that Joe Biden is guilty of bribery. I, I mean million. If I said billion, I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep saying it. But this is the weird part, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but there's tons of video on this, okay? There's tons of video on this. Okay, it's two five million dollar uh, Trish. I know that's what I, I thought that too, Trish. Oh, is it five million? Which is it? So it's five million twice. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten. That's ten. Okay, and so this is the part that I remember. It was all a bribe to get former Ukrainian prosecutor General Viktor Shokin fired. Green said of the allegations against the Biden. Shokin was fired in March of 2016, and Joe Biden publicly boasted that he leveraged one billion in USA to get him thrown out of office. Now that part we all saw. Do you guys remember that video? It's Biden sitting in a chair. He flew into the Ukraine, and he said, "Hey, if you don't fire this guy, the Attorney General over there at um." Uh, who was who investigating uh, what was going on with uh, his son? If you don't, if you don't fire this guy, we're not going to give you a billion dollars. He was bragging about it, and then, and then before he got in his plane and left, they fired the attorney general. It's crazy, but I want I want to see that. Um, I want to see that uh, the the proof. I want to see the proof that the Bidens got ten million, five million for Hunter, and five million for his dad. That I, I, I want to see that. 
The Oversight Committee has yet acquired President Biden's bank records, and although Biden often boasts of releasing his personal tax returns, he has not revealed in detail sources of more than $13 million in income that was routed through S corporations in 2017 and 18. Hunter wrote in emails retrieved from his former laptop that he had to share up to half of his income with his father, through Joe Bi- though Joe Biden has denied uh, ever discussing business interests with his relatives. Well, we know that's not true if you've read that book, um, Laptop from Hell. And then we all know what happened over, where was it, in the Virgin Islands, right? The attorney general there uh, started investigating the Epstein case. Uh, Biden flew in there for vacation, and the attorney general was fired. Hey, that those are just the facts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Those are the. It, 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 it's weird. It's not, nothing conclusive. Um, but it's weird. But I really want to see. I want to see. Uh, somehow, all of that leads back to the Ukrainian war. And maybe I should play that clip one more time. Okay, so I'm going to play this one more time, and then we're going to leave this alone. But this is something that we have to watch on the show regularly, touch on, feed on, understand. Here we go. Through his son, Hunter, to force the firing of a Ukrainian prosecutor that was investigating corruption, an event that Donald Trump looked into, sparking the first impeachment and forcing the arming of Ukraine, in turn setting the stage for the current war against Russia. Evidence of the bribe was also in Hunter Biden's laptop, which the FBI also had, but that they swore was Russian disinformation and infiltrated social media to censor during the 2020 campaign, all while the FBI investigates Trump for having classified documents, despite the FBI admittedly letting Hillary Clinton off for a similar charge in 2016, when they were simultaneously launching the Russiagate investigation into Donald Trump using falsified evidence provided by the Clinton campaign. Do I have that all straight? Well done, young man. Uh, so my mother-in-law is visiting. I really like her. I, I like her and I like the fact of how passionate she is about hanging out with my boys. But the last two times she's been here and the last two times she's been here, um, after she, she'll help clean in the kitchen. And at, whenever I put water in my cup afterwards, like a, a drinking water cup, I see bubbles. She doesn't clean the soap out of the cups. And then just now I was drinking my coffee and I thought I tasted a little soap. And now I'm fucking tripping. I'm tripping. I, I I don't even need soap to clean my shit. My wife talked to her. Excuse me. Oh, man. Oh, 6.30 p.m. tonight, Pacific Standard Time. Matt just chimed in. Okay. So, God, I'm so excited about tonight's show. No, she's not trying to poison me. It's just, it's like, it's just like old people shit. Uh, Riley, as she's trying to clean your mouth, uh, Sevon, no more naughty words. That, that's maybe, no, it's not good for me, Audrey. It is not good for me. It's pissing me off. A rambler, uh, there's no good mother-in-laws. I don't know. She's cool. She's, I like her. I'm going to tell you something about relatives in general. This is, I, I've cracked the code on why they like, why visitors suck. I'm going to tell you how to be a good visitor. When you visit, when you enter someone else's life, their bubble, their kind of their their matrix, their I don't their fucking program, so especially someone like me that has such a fucking tight OODA loop, you, you don't want to add complexity to my life. So I give you an example, and I shouldn't do this because it's gonna fucking get me in trouble. 
Uh, I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm going to stick with vague, vague examples. If, if I do something, if when I pull up somewhere to get my boys out of the car, I'll use my sister as an example. She has thick skin. My sister is a helper, a chronic helper. She loves helping. But whenever she's around, she starts adding complexity to my life. So I pull up to the skate park and I have this protocol. Which door I open first, how I get out of the car, pull the skateboards out, then the pads, catch them as they come out of the car to get put pads on them. Because if you don't do it then and they get on their skateboards and they start skating, those fuckers won't want to put pads on. So I have this whole protocol. Now, I'm making this part up, but it's very possible it could it could have happened. If I pull up to the skate park with my three boys and my sister, she'll be like, oh, my God, I'll do it. And before I can fucking get out of the car, she scooped up all the boys, got them out, and feeding them a sandwich. And, that's, and it's like that sandwich was supposed to be what they eat after they've been there an hour so that I can lure them out of the park. And it, it just fucks everything up. Now they're not wearing pads. They're eating their sandwich, and my sister's being helpful. And all, everything's fucking gone into disarray. And anything that was going to take me three steps before is now going to take me 18 steps. Uh, nice to know uh, Sevon is a fellow psychopath. Uh, clock. Uh, here, helpers are the worst. Yeah. My mom does not do that. That's what's crazy. When Hiller was here, he does not do that. Being a guest is very... Um, you can poison someone with Gatorade? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I'd forgotten that my coffee tastes like fucking soap, Judy, until you said that. Damn. Oh. I'm glad you found the 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 logos. That's where I was coming in. I was coming in to hit the logos for you. Oh, I didn't find them. You found oh. them. I didn't put those up just now. You didn't? No. Those have been up there the whole time I've been just blabbering? No. I, they just recently popped up. <laughs> Are you on today's show with me? Sorry. Uh, for like 10 more minutes if you want to roll. I got to go yeah. back to the gym soon. You're a good dude. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Your sister fucked everything up because she's too nice? No, I was just using my sister as an example because she's got thick oh. skin. I was just saying helpers. I just don't... I just don't. If you're going to help, don't add complexity to the situation. Definitely here's another example. I'm just making this completely up, but let's say you separate your clothes, color and whites. Okay. And you have someone visiting your house and they just throw all your, they see your clothes and they think they're going to help. And so they just throw all your clothes in the washing machine. Now you got to go in there and pull all the clothes out and then separate them. They've added an extra step to your shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people who help who something that would only take five steps. And especially when there's a lot of moving parts, like your kids, people are think that they're helping you with your kids. It's almost like I, I think I've said to my sister before, hey, do you think that I'm not capable? What do you think happens when you're not here helping me? Because my sister's a, a, just a helper. Be help, 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 help. Yeah. What the fuck do you think happens when you're not here? Like just the whole world falls apart? Wow. <laughs> get out of the car. Look around. Eat an apple. I got this. It's also the people that show up and they're like, hey, I'm here to help. What should I do? And they're like, I don't know. Find find something to do don't don't ask me now you're gonna make me give you a job and now i have to stop what i'm doing to tell you what to do yeah this is this is not help at all no this is now a new job yeah oh my god uh your sister is me welcome to uh david's world oh that's your husband oh yeah that's you like you like to tell yeah so what started that is i my mother-in-law is visiting and i and I can't tell if I'm just paranoid that this cup tastes like soap, my coffee tastes like soap, or it's because twice 
You, do you ever go to someone's house and you, like you put water in a cup and you start seeing bubbles? You're like, this motherfucker didn't rinse this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's no coincidence. I don't. Yeah, I don't even need soap. I don't even need soap when you clean my shit. Just scrub it clean and just rinse it out and turn it upside down. I don't even need soap. A little hot water will do. Yeah, I don't even need hot water. No? Not really. <laughs> hey, dude, do you remember that post I made where, um, this, I got to be careful saying this. Do you remember that? Po- oh, there he is. I haven't seen him in a long time. Kazavion. Sevon would make sure the clothes are separated by color. I bet the colored ones have their own basket. <laughs> this could be true. Um, And I love bleaching whites. Do you like bleaching? I, I don't think I've ever bleached in my life. Oh my god, my kids all wear those wife beaters that the Mexicans wear, and and I love bleaching the fuck out of those, so they're so fucking white. And then I triple rinse them so they don't smell like mm. I'm a water consumer. Um, did you see that post I made where I I took my kids to the jujitsu tournament in that same weekend? Some family friends of ours were telling us, "Holy fuck, we're going to a wedding." They're making us um, COVID test our kids. I did. Yeah. Okay. That fit, so, and those are friends of mine, right? They, they're not injected or anything, right? They don't got any of the 49er shit going on. Well, it, they told me that seven people at that wedding caught um, the 49er. Even after the precautions? And I was asking my wife, yeah, I was asking my wife last night, how many people at the, at the jiu-jitsu tournament got it? <laughs> Thousand of us were smashed into a high school gymnasium. You've seen how those things run. Kids spitting oh, yeah. on each other, rolling on each other, people barefoot, just like, just Brazilians everywhere. Yeah, that was a racial slam. Yeah, Brazilians. Brazilians kicking ass and spitting on all the fucking Americans. The question is, is did Third they world motherfuckers. It? What? Did they know that everybody like had it prior to the precautions or did the precaution just go, oh, look, now everybody. Dude, those are all the questions I have. I'm glad you're saying that. I asked my wife, yeah. I'm like, how do they know that seven people got it there? Yeah. She's like, well, they, they, they tested before, they tested after. I'm like, they do? There's people, these people live, hey, these people live by you. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, makes sense. You live in an alternate world. There must be like one between when I drive to my house to your house, like a, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> should stop by sometime and check it out. Why are people getting tested? Well, so it doesn't spread. Yeah, that's. I have no bad. idea. Yeah, well, I have no idea. Why bother at this point? It doesn't. I don't get it. Did you see? Uh, did you see the guy in Patrick Bed David? It, um, uh, he has the book. It's called Timothy McVeigh and Right Wing Extremists. No, I don't think I little saw little pudgy curly hair dude. It's a video that just came out and he says that um uh he completely agrees with the fact that um that him and Patrick Bed David got into it about the vaccine. Did you see that? No. Discussion? no, no. Oh dude, it's so good. I gotta check it out. The only thing I saw is that he now owns a minority uh share ownership of the Yankees. See that? No, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, Patrick. Yeah, he's a beast. I, I do this once in a while. I I find something on Instagram. I probably do this at least once a week, and, and it's always the same shit. And I've told you about this before, you guys, where um, the the fact checker stuff. <laughs> one of the one of the fact checkers I saw was they um it said the the Instagram post said doctors get forty thousand dollars if they get a certain amount of people vaccinated as a bonus, mm. and um, the fact checker said this information was false. So I clicked on it. 
And I started reading. And the reason why it was false is because they didn't get 40,000 in specific. They got a range of 20,000 to 80,000. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I'm like, fuck you, dude. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said it was false. I was like, they actually, they got $41,000. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't right. care. Like, I don't care. It's like if you got a Ferrari and you pulled up in a Lamborghini, I personally don't think you're a liar. Right. That's just how I roll. Just I'm cool with exotic. it. Yeah. yeah. You tell me you make 100 million a year and I find out you made 87. You're good with me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're six, okay. You tell me you're six, six. I find out you're six, five. I, 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 we're good. Not a lie. I wouldn't say. Yeah. It. I find out Colton learns is five, three and he's lying five, four. We're good. I don't like it's nothing. It's nothing to hey, me. Riddle. Nothing. You tell me you have the biggest great day in the world. I find out it, it, it it's not the biggest. It's the 175th biggest, but it's still 212 pounds. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't fall into any of that shit. So, so when I see shit like this, I'm tripping, right? Okay. So we'll, we'll click on it. We'll see the post and this one's been around forever. You guys have all seen this, right? This, this one, and something did happen to Biden. We don't know what happened. He either had a shitload of plastic surgery. Something happened to him where all of a sudden he looked like one of those LA ladies, like his skin got all porcelain and shit. You know what I mean? Like he had la laser treatment on. Uh, yeah. He didn't, he stopped looking real. <laughs> So and, and then look at his earlobes here. The whole point is his earlobes here, right? Okay, so let's watch. Watch this. Watch this. It's never. And then there's earlobes attached, right? So here's the earlobe is attached. I don't hear. Can you speak louder? <laughs> and here it's not attached. Do you see that? Yeah. Is it just the angle in which? Can, I wish we could like turn him to the world leader I met with. And I okay. All right. All right. Ask and you shall receive, Sousa. Okay, so what's going on here? Uh, did they did they flip it? Is it uh, fake Biden? Is it uh, AI? Who knows? What whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Okay, so but but it is weird, and I always noticed that something was wrong with the way he looked. All of a sudden, he just he lost a lot of weight too. I don't remember. So let's see why. Let's see what the fact checkers think. And it's uh, uh, no, this video doesn't prove, but Biden has a body double. <laughs> <laughs> uh how do i uh, okay and then you click on this fucking thing yeah follow the path let's see and look look at this is the lady who checked it C Ciara rourke no this video doesn't prove biden has a body double these photos don't show pictures of joe biden's body double they show the president a decade earlier when he was younger well that tells me nothing it's oh shit sorry you can't, oh you can't see this it changed the window i was in oh, oh, okay okay window. sorry here we go Wait, but 10 years older or younger wouldn't attach or detach an earlobe, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's weird. So we're good. They haven't done anything for us yet. They no. did some math. They dated the pictures, right? <laughs> yeah, give us a date. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go on. A recent Facebook post showing a series of photos of Joe Biden suggests that the image does the images don't show Biden, but rather a body double. That's wrong. They can't say that. They haven't... This is a long time falsehood that we've looked at beforehand and it's unfounded. You still haven't. This post was flagged as part of a Facebook effort to combat false news uh, misinformation on its newsfeed. Read more about our partnership with Facebook. The post shows a series of side by side comparisons of two photos. Both are Biden. Do we agree that something's fucked up with those photos and something weird happened to his ears? We're still there, right? Yep. We're yep. still there, right? Yep. And Wally looks different in one from the next. So they agree with us. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's not because of body double scheme, okay? It's because he's aging. Are you fucking kidding me? His ear got attached as he got older? <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> uh, let's take a small break here. Um, calm down and uh, see what the audience has to say. Uh, Jake Chapman from the Isle of Man, who claims to be straight because he's got a hot chick leaning over his shoulder, but we'll question, we'll uh, look into that further. If you had to guess, would you say Sleepy Joe is packing downstairs? Mm. No, back to the uh, story at hand. In one such uh, set of photos, Biden is pictured as a vice presidential debate at a vice presidential debate in 2008 when he was in his mid 60s, and at a presidential debate in 2020. When he was in his late 70s, Biden is now 79 years old. Listen, it should have gone the other way. It should have gone from his ear being attached to detached. It started. How did it go the other way? Yet another set of images compares Biden's earlobes, particularly, particularly how they look more attached to his head in one photo than the other. Not particularly. They do. But this isn't evidence of a body double plot. Okay. What's it evidence of? <laughs> These photos primarily show the effects of passage of time. That's bullshit. Nope. We rate claims that this video proves Biden has a body double pants on fire. <laughs> Can you imagine if this is your job? Who is this chick? Sierra Rourke. I love how they just don't really address it. Like they, they think they're addressing the issue, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Sierra covered local government and public safety for the Austin American statesman and fact-checked elected officials and pundits for Poly Fact Texas. She was 2015-2016 Ted Scripps Fellow in Environmental Journalism. Oh, my goodness. Mm. There you go. Here's yeah. the thing. And most people live in duality. They Either he has to be a body double or he's not. That's not the way you don't have to be one of those people. You don't have to be like vax or anti vax. You don't have to be pro life or pro choice. You don't have to be any of those things. You don't have to live in duality. Life isn't yes or no. You don't have to love or hate Donald Trump. You don't have to love or hate Biden. You can just sit with, like, I don't know. And that's where we are with those Biden things. But to say it's fucking false is like more false than saying that it's a body double. There's no, they did not fucking say anything. Can you imagine that this, that that's what's happened to this bitch's career? Mm. She's a script something or another. I guess that's where environmentalists go to die. Well, look at her like resume, the Atlantic, Seattle Met, the New York Times. She graduated from some other indoctrination school. Yeah. Just deep. She's deep in it. That's that her? her? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. What do you see when I scroll up here? I see hundreds all the way across just with a subtle flex. Oh, I just see I just see that chick's giant tits in the middle. <laughs> just wondering if I didn't, you're this I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. I think you had to scroll a little further in line. Is uh, that her? No. No, but that lady has giant boobs too. Yeah, it just comes with the last name, I think. That that no. Filmmaker, production designer? No. No. Mm, all right. Oh, what's this one? Not in here. I I tried not. She doesn't have to be a bitch. It's just it's like, what's up, bitch? I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. She's confused. That's for sure. Uh, you think she actually believes the shit she like writes? Like, 
do you have to be that delusional or she's just like if you really pinned her down you know caught her just on like a saturday chilling on the couch like dude i'm just trying to get my paycheck like I yeah maybe but she's got her legs up bitch got her legs up yeah she just pinned to her ears <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, I uh, um, Ciara uh, is her beat uh, automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funk fresh. Does she have goodies? Basically, is she the pop star from the early thousands? Nice. Wow, that is really nice. I should, I should, you deserve better reading than that, Corey. A Ciara is her beat automatic, supersonic, hypnotic, funky, fresh. Does she have goodies and titties? Basically, is she the pop star from the early eighties? I edited a little, but it's good. I, I made it better. Yeah, mas, yeah, mas, yeah. Mas, mas bueno little flair to it now flair. uh my wife quoted a christian book on instagram and got misinformation slapped on the post hey we got a uh, emerging evidence here towards our last one i think we figured it out this is what joe biden is doing yeah i don't get it uh seven yes got seven to read those lyrics laugh out loud i don't think <laughs> so, he gets it oh shut so this, is, so this is biden oh and this is what's really happening wow wow so how'd you get that so quick? How'd you find that so quick? The earlobe is being pulled back and that's what like attaches it. Wow. This is metaphoric. It's like, here's your, here's your leader. But really, if you turn in the curtain, look behind the curtain and see the, what's going on behind wow. the scenes, it's just a fucking mess. How did you find that? That's good. I searched it when we had first brought it up. guys. Look hey, 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 dude. So I was talking to Jay last night. Uh-huh. So for a couple things, I ordered a desk. I ordered an L desk. Oh, awesome! Just okay. to get the ball rolling. Yep. And we're gonna get get rid of this desk, and we're gonna put an L desk in here. And we're gonna set up just like basically the Howard Stern thing. We're gonna have the L desk, and then yeah. we're gonna have the couch. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm gonna have a stand up area with the computer and stand up area. So when you or Jay are here, you can run the back end, yep. and there'll be a, a high chair there. You can sit in the high chair, or you can stand. Oh, I love it. You do love it? Yeah, I absolutely love it. And and Jay said he's gonna start coming in the mornings. Okay. And run the back end. And Perfect. basically we were talking last night and it was like the whole show has to be reflexive. Like he's the guy, he's the producer, but he's always looking for viral videos. So that'll just become another bit in the st show. Right. It's just, this is just so he'll be like, Hey dude, that's good enough. I'm leaving. I'm done for the day. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. We just did a whole show. and You didn't have one viral thing. You didn't have one good thing. <laughs> no, you're good. You're always good for a nice, uh, a nice rant. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, it's not that I'm going for the Howard Stern look. It's that all the other podcasts, the host doesn't have controls, right? And yeah. I like having these controls. I need all this stuff. I, wa I want all this stuff. And Howard does have all that stuff too. He likes to have all that stuff and push the buttons too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so you I know, agree. that's how it um, – I didn't <laughs> know these buttons did that. Wow, look, I got a button that just gives me echo. Yeah, that's cool. Hello. Hello. Hi. I don't, want to, I don't want to do it exactly like the Howard Stern show, but <laughs> something that's like from an alternate reality. I just like his setup. I like his setup too. Those like conceptual conception photos, conceptual photos, whatever. The makeup. I like conception photos. Yeah. Send me some of you and Grace. <laughs> Fuck that all up. But yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> The photos you said looked amazing. I can't. That's gonna be so good. And then what? We just put mics on stands for the couch for like the guests, or would you have I, to like headset? great? I, all that stuff I was thinking about, but I think we should like even make it more hardcore than that. Like once we get it set up, we should like if we have to screw them into the floor, into the walls. Yeah, I like the pull stand on the arm. 
And you do? The but then when you walk in here, don't you feel like it feels a little janky, like a little like not, not permanent? Yeah, something like this. You can move Okay. In, yeah, that's nice. So it's like it's off yeah. to the side, and then we just move the booms in, and then your headphones are there. I don't know. It feels like sometimes with that headset on, it feels a little fire pilot. For yeah, me. yeah. No, no, no. Everyone will have their own mic for sure. Yeah. Everyone will have their own mic. But I just – I just when they're on stands, I, I just want it to feel like it's permanent. Like you walk in here, and you're like, oh, this is just the way it is in here. Mm-hmm. And you could still attach them to the floor for that. Look at uh, Clydesdale knows. Howard's the Howard setup is a dream. Yeah, that's what we're gonna we're gonna rock that out to look, to look so good. And people ask to come in and do live shows on the regular, and I'm always like, uh, okay. And then I just fucking ignore them and get scared and run away. But I think if I had a nice place to bring them, for sure, I would be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CK Kevin uh, Howard Stern has become everything uh, he despised. I know it's crazy, right? He did it. He completely uh, sold out. Uh, Matt Burns, Sevy, and uh, Howard both have giant schnozzes. I don't think my nose is giant. It's not giant. It's distinguished. Yeah, it's distinguished. I like it. Distinguished. Greg show killed yesterday. Is that yesterday? Yeah, it was a good show. How much was that one book he recommended? Because he was like, "Oh, you're like, oh, it's expensive." But I was just listening to it on the drive out to Hayward, so I didn't. Like eighty nine dollars, probably. Oh, okay, that wasn't bad. I was thinking it's gonna be like a hundred and change, you know, like a overpriced textbook. Maybe it was one thirty nine, but not. It wasn't like a thousand dollars. And would it be weird if I was like, "Hey, you joined my gym, and then you pay for membership, but then I also need you to buy the required reading, which is a textbook that I wrote, which is massively overpriced." To join totally fine, classes. totally legit. That's, that's fine, right? <laughs> uh, totally, totally legit. Just thinking about okay. all the college students that do that. So, really, in, in case you bail on me, if you leave, yeah. Um, there's I, I i i'll be i'll take up the whole screen and then i push a, 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 the, the banners yeah so go to you could do the solo layer right now give it a try so go to solo you okay yeah can yep. you still hear me yeah and i could still everybody could still hear me and then um when brand. you go to the brand yep and then there's the overlay and it'll be the one all the way at the bottom oh Sorry, they're all labeled untitled design right now but if you just go to the one at the very bottom of it says add layer. background oh no here uh no what? over uh, background, uh, podcast. Uh, so you click. Nope, not that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, this, there this. It there it is. Yep. Oh, Boom. oh shit. It's over my name. Can I move it to the other side? Um, no, I can move it to the other side, but we could drop the name if you're in solo because everybody. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, and you know what else is funny? That B looks like we're going to have to fix that too. That looks like it, like we're advertising like the BET network or black lives matter to me. I'm triggered. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's our latest sponsor. You didn't... Birth. Oh, 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 oh okay. So shit, we swapped right. them out for BirthFit. <laughs> we'll we'll change it. I love Black Lives Matter. The idea of getting rid of police in all black neighborhoods and letting crime run rampant is like my favorite thing. Okay. Uh, brace yourself, Jeez Louise. This shit can't even be. Um, this shit can't even be real. Uh, four kids, age five through ten were rescued from a squalid transgender safe space apartment in South Boston, Democrat city. The apartment was filled with drugs, sex toys, and the corpse of a black trans person. What the fuck? 
Hey, dude, and in this video, they call the, the person a cross-dresser. Hey, I love you for saying that. This You don't know how, how, that may, how happy that makes me, Robbie Myers. I love these shows. Thank you. Uh, Adam Blakesley, uh, honestly, Sevon, you built the big nose narrative in our heads. It's fine. Yeah, I, and, I, and I, good. Thank you. You're well, getting my, very sleepy. You got to see my boobs now? <laughs> Your what? Your boobs? See my boobs? Oh, I know. That, I think that's Seema Beaver. Is that like her, though? Is that I her? always assume it is. Hey, dude, she got drunk on the show. Do you remember who what her picture used to be? She's like a pretty, like, Middle Eastern-looking lady oh, with, yeah. like, a gray patch of hair. Yep. I think she lives in the UAE or something. She's hot, nice skin. Mm-hmm. Then she we, she, we corrupted her. She was, like, a good, wholesome person. Then she turned <laughs> into Seema Beaver, and now she's Seema Boobs. And she's really smart. Like, she'll slap me around in my DMs. Her and Melissa Odier. Yeah, they seem I always smart. think of them as kind of the same people. They lumped them up together. Just hot brunettes. Hot, smart brunettes. Yeah. That, yeah, thank you. That's what I meant. Uh, hot, uh, smart, uh, attractive brunettes, yes. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, okay. Listen to this fucking, it's fucking crazy. Oh, this is not a headline anyone wants to see as Americans. We must stand up and demand the radical trans agenda stay away from children. Hey, dude, and here's the thing for those of you who are like in my, in my DMs or like sometimes are like, hey, you're a little like harsh on the trans. Like, I don't give a fuck if someone's trans, but we would never tolerate Christianity being shoved down our throat the way trans shit is. Never, ever, ever. That's true. And that's some pretty wholesome shit. Mm. Like treat your neighbors the way you want to be treated. <laughs> Fucking Will's comment. <laughs> uh, was this the magic show this morning? You made both guests disappear. Yes, <laughs> I just threw a sheet over them, and poof, they're gone. Uh, uh, Mr. Froning, uh, the greatest guest any podcast can have, will be on uh, next Monday. Okay, here we go. Oh shit, here we go had died and also found that several people were hiding children in a back room. Tonight, four children less than 10 years old are in DCF custody after authorities and public officials say they were found in an apartment with six cross-dressing men, sex toys, drugs, and alcohol. Firefighters discovered them after one of those adults died at the apartment. It was obviously sickening, you know, to, to hear from those that were there at the scene. Is that English that guy speaking? What what country is that guy from? That's normal talk. Yeah, it looks that sounds like he's got a little bit of a British accent there, huh? Describing what they saw um, um, and the actions of the adults that were in the room. City the apartment was in a people in Boston are ghetto. That's like that's like a, they're not British. Okay. Extreme unsanitary conditions. All adult parties were being uncooperative and denied having children in the apartment. Drugs, alcohol, drug paraphernalia, sex toys, etc. Uh, and so they were concerned. They had reached out to me just to make sure that it didn't get swept under the rug. The governor says these sex toys. Oh, that's a Boston accent. That's Irish Bostonian. Yeah, that's oh. exactly too. Yeah, clock's got that it. Fucking ghetto is shit. Yeah, you don't like that accent. I like it. I, I, I fuck. I like. I feel like it turns. I like the way out. black gangster rappers talk too. It doesn't mean it's not ghetto, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's got a little swag. CF is now involved in investigating. Just heartbreaking, terrible situation. DCF has. Hey, 
you can just see her, right? You see her, you know, you know, you see if that's one of your leaders. Look at Governor Maura Healy, Democrat, like, you know why that state's like that. You just see that's your governor. That's the haircut your governor has. And you just know. <laughs> Sorry, it's a correlate. It's a strong correlate, dude. I'm serious. I'm not being an asshole. I know. I know. It's just funny. <laughs> you see that haircut? You know what you are? Fucked. Yeah, you're <laughs> fucked. Your city's fucked. <laughs> That's hey, lady. dude, you want your governor to be like the governor of like South Dakota or one of those hot governors, like a woman who cares about the way she fucking looks. Doesn't have to be over the top, but to Tulsi Gabner or whatever, just like present. Yeah, and, and as a woman, this chick doesn't even look human. It's like she went out of her way to fucking fuck her shit up. <laughs> Look at this. I'm going to cut this line in the front of my head so you can just just to really, really emphasize my forehead. Like what? It's taken those children into its care and, and custody right now. When they got here, they discovered someone had died and also found that. Boston. Hey, you could find a home just like this right now in San Francisco. Probably. Probably don't even know to go that far in the Bay Area, Oakland. I come with the presupposition and the knowledge and the belief and the wisdom that the more you're trying to be something that you're not, the more mental illness you have. That's basically one that that's basically is mental illness. And that the healthier you are, the more you are just accepting yourself in your natural state. You're just at an ohm of peace in your natural state. So you got fake tits, fake ass, um, uh, uh, titties pierced, tattoos everywhere, um, uh, drive a car you can't afford, um, mm. uh, drink a lot of alcohol, um, uh, constantly on social media, worried about how many likes you have, even if you like all those things, those are all components of mental illness down the line. Because it's all externally valuing things or something. There's just no peace there. There's no end to that chase. I'm not saying it's like a must that you're crazy. If you have, if you're doing those things, you could be a conscious being playing a role. But there's a, I doubt it. It's a 99.9% .9 into infinity that all of the, all of those things are manifestation of you chasing shit the wrong way. Because it's like outward acceptance. You're doing stuff so people view you differently as opposed to just how you... I think you nailed it. Out, out, outward acceptance. You're, yeah. you're searching for a validity and acceptance, and it's unachievable. Right. It's unachievable. Yeah. You're good on and that. And it's okay to go after things that are unachievable. The journey inward is unachievable also, but th there's a freedom and a peace from it. And so the, the, whole, the whole tranny thing is just like... It's just screaming uh, mental illness. Like, really? You are not going to accept the fact of what of this, of just what you're born with, and you think you're going to change something on the outside that's going to bring happiness? No, nobody has ever found happiness that way. Oh, my God, I'm so happy. I just got this brand-new motorcycle. Two weeks later, your fucking legs are being chopped off in a hospital because you got in a fucking accident. <laughs> Shit. One month later, you can't afford your bike anymore, and it's bringing you misery. Three months later, you're fighting with your girlfriend because she wants you to get rid of the bike. 
Six months later, you're, but you're miserable because your bike's stolen. <laughs> it's like so obvious that it, that's fucking just absurd mental illness. Oh shit! Did I send Tyson a link? Oh, yeah, shit. you did. He's got it. Just, was, it's just was, so was, obvious to me that it's fucking mental illness. It reminds me of the same people that are like, "Oh, I'll be happy just when I get this." Right. Or like, "I'll finally be happy. Or I'll, I'll be at a place where I could just just do this. Or once I achieve this. Or once I get this, and then I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. And then they get to that thing, and then it doesn't happen. And then that helps. Like, not helps. That pushes them further into the depression. Um, I saw these two girls riding their bikes down the street the other day. They were there's kids now all over on these electric bikes. You probably see it in Livermore too. They're on those like seventy threes or Z, whatever they are. They're so fucking trendy right now. Yeah, it's like this fifteen hundred dollar electric bike. Looks a little yeah. retro. And yeah. I see these two girls riding down the street in it, in, in, under the freeway, and they're beautiful little girls, fourteen years old, and they have their fucking helmets not on their head, but like tied to their backpacks or something. Because they think someone cares or it's going to make them look bad or mess up their hair. Yeah, I used to do that too. Me too. That's why you shouldn't be putting weird shit in front of kids, man, because they don't know how to discern between them. But I've never seen a kid with a helmet on my entire life where I've thought that kid's a dork for wearing a helmet. I always wore my backpack with one strap and it was miserable. I never looked at someone who wore both straps and was like, you're a dork. But I didn't do it because I thought the dorks did it. Mm. It's just this endless stream of just dumb shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you think it's going to go away as you get older and you're going to get wiser. It doesn't. You have to consciously work. I know old people who are like still like, yeah, have issues with their wives or their girlfriends and shit, and they're fucking seventy. It's like really. <laughs> uh, CK Kevin, uh, my Harley seven, my Harley seventy eight lowrider looks great in the garage. I know they're nice. Harleys are nice. Sorry, I had to use a motorcycle in the example. Doing the Lord's work. Respect, Sevy. Thanks, Doug. Uh, tell Craig I said hi. Doug Ritchie, $5. He's a beautiful <laughs> son. I appreciate, I appreciate his hard work. I'm sorry that like we have to pick on him sometimes, but he's a good dude. That's funny. Man, that guy gets a lot of views on his shit. Hey, how do you think people start to find the path away from placing like value on the way they're perceived by others rather than just the way they perceive themselves. Uh, t time alone space. Okay. Alone time walking alone. A lot of people fear being alone. Like I know people that have like, if they have a day off and then there's like not nothing going on, like they'll just start calling people to then be like, hey, do you want to come do this or come do that? And really, it's just kind of like the chores they have to do for the day. But they like call them to like get a buddy to come come do it because they can't really like just sit there and just be for a while. You know, people yeah, like that. Yeah, the, yeah. I, 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 I'm, uh, there's so many people uh, walking, then start walking and don't bring your AirPods with you and just mm -hmm. go for a fucking walk. Mm -hmm. Spend hours every day just paying attention to your breath. Start reprogramming yourself. My wife goes to yoga classes three times a week. And I always laugh because they play music in her yoga classes. Hmm. It's like, that's not even like, that's, is that typical? Like, I didn't think that's very that. typical. The, the days yeah. of, yeah, very typical. Which I do. Loud I music too sometimes. <laughs> Five finger death punch just playing. And <laughs> hey, hey, and, and, and here's the thing anyone can do it. So 
you want to do it um and you're like well hey no that's the way of the buddha and that's blasphemy to my christian roots fucking there were plenty of fucking christian monks i'm sure yeah. of it there has to have been read a fucking a page out of your fucking bible and go for a walk sit perfectly still for just five minutes Again, i know real- that's the <laughs> irony right Sevon judging the yoga class <laughs> I mean, that's the irony i i hear you yeah hunter thank you andrew Hunt, we had hunter on and hunter's going on a vision quest He's going to go hike the Appalachian Trail mm, uh, like for, three, for three weeks by himself. And he's only going to check his phone every two days. Just the fact that he said that, though, is a red, uh, 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 a red flag to me. Because hmm. he has to do it? Why was yeah. it a red flag? I don't mean. What do you mean? Um, so let's say you're driving somewhere. Yeah. and you, Let's say you get in your car and you jump in your car and you forget your phone at home. And now you're five blocks from your house, and but you're just going to Safeway, pick up some yeah. three pounds of hamburger meat. Dead. So you know you'll be back soon. Yeah. What? Yeah. But you go back. Like those are the moments you have to be like. You're a CrossFitter. Go into the uncomfortable. Mm. Go to fucking Safeway without your phone. Mm. Embrace the suck. <laughs> oh, but what if my kids call me? What if my wife needs me? What if my the Toyota calls me and tells me my car's ready? What if what? Shut the fuck up. Sit back, accept those thoughts, watch them, enjoy them, learn something new. That's you without your phone now. Hello, it's been a while since I've seen you. Nice to see you again. <laughs> like this guy. This guy, this guy doesn't, this guy's fucking doesn't get access to his phone at all. He's fucking busy. It's not even his phone. It's probably a burner phone. No, he doesn't use a burner phone. This guy uses a real phone. <laughs> Look at you. Oh my God, you turned into an old man. 30 days at training camp, you turned into an old man. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, dude, what's going on? How are you? Dude, you look 25 and shit. Wonderful. Look at you. The shirt is the shirt that's tighter at its tight around the shoulders. It makes you look at you. God, we just sold 10 more of those from that flex. I know, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, uh, he, he uh, Tyson Bajan does not work out. That shirt just makes him look like that. <laughs> Guaranteed with every purchase. <laughs> now, the green one, I got the green one. Um, I got the green one a couple weeks ago. And that one I took back with me uh, to Chicago, and I you know, I probably wore it like every other day just because how it was hugging how it was hugging my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, that's how I, I choose my clothes too. I just yeah. want clothes that fit. Make yeah, it's my body. It better fucking look nice when I take it out. Especially especially I'm in the locker room now with a bunch of dudes that um, you know most of them look pretty superhuman. So like the more superhuman I can look, it just like the more ease I have you know walking into the building. CEO shirt. Jacqueline, uh, this is exactly how I feel. Jacqueline uh, Sulkis, always love when Tyson Bajan's on. Tell us everything. I know. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> it's like a good movie. I'm afraid to start asking him questions because I know once we know, we'll know. But it's going to be fun hearing this. Uh, Tyson, what's up with the shoes hanging on the door? What are those? Um, those are pretty. Those are, those are the, uh, those are cleats that they gave out, that they were giving out at the combine. Um, and they're, they're just, wild. They're, they're special because they're like, they only weigh like a couple ounces. Like they're very paper thin. Like you're only they're only good for like one wear. So it's just kind of like a oh shit cool oh thing, cool thing that I hung up oh there. can we see those? Can we yeah. see those yeah. disposables? <laughs> yeah. So like very light, very light, and then even like the tongue of the shoe is like it's like nothing. Like oh, it's wow. like the the whole thing is like if you if you could feel it in your hands, you'd be like you'd understand how they why, they why they tell you you can only wear it once can i see like, the bottom yeah hey is that 
is that a standard looking shoe for an NFL quarterback? That's what you've been. That's what you no, would wear. No, no, no oh. this isn't. This isn't standard for anybody. This is like the <laughs> the Adidas. Um, them just trying to make something so that they can get there, so they can get Adidas out on the NFL Combine. You know, in that in that world, just kind of like how Noble is getting into that promoting themselves through the the NFL combine right kind of another way that Adidas can get their brand uh, on a big stage and but the the lighter the shoe the faster you know technically you'll be able to move so that was the big that was the big sell that's why a lot of guys wore those cleats uh to run the 40 yard dash I wonder how much those shoes are new yeah I don't know I don't even know they might not even sell them like I don't I don't eBay like they don't sell eBay Tyson eBay oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go to the gym. Love you guys. Bye. Tyson, Later, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Bye, guys. Have a good time. Uh just to get people up to speed really quick. Um, and uh what what basically wow, we're coming on a year. Basically, uh, when did when did the when did your college season end? My college season ended uh a couple one week before Christmas. Like a week and a half before Christmas. Okay, so it's, it's not a year. Okay, so so basically, uh, Jan one. Um, this guy is done with college. His college uh, career at Shepherd's University, playing football. Tyson's been on the show at least at least twice. I want to say maybe three times before this, where he basically we've been keeping up to speed. Uh, set a bunch an insane amount of records at the school and uh, won the Harlan Trophy his uh, junior year. It, um, it's a Division two school, and uh, he graduates with. Uh, variety of uh records uh, one of the big ones being the most touchdown passes in uh by a quarterback in college football history and then so that was let's say jan one so january february march april may june six months later um the uh pro bowl the the pro day has happened the combine has happened and the draft nfl draft has happened and tyson has found himself um with at the chicago bears training camp where they start every season with 103 guys, 105 guys. Yeah, I think now it's down to it's down to I think we have 90, we have 90 on the team right now. So it goes from 105 and and then they have to get it cut down to 53 plus 13 uh, plus 13 guys or 11 guys who are uh, they don't suit up but they're still on the team. They didn't yeah. get cut. Yes, practice. So okay, so that's like 64 total. Yes. So basically there's 30 and you're the quarterback and um, that are there any other positions on a, on a football team where you can play multiple positions? Like can uh, the guy who plays right yeah, tackle like, also play left tackle and that kind of shit? Yeah, like, do like, they have better like odds than the, the quarterback? A lot of the offensive linemen are interchangeable within the positions on the O-line. Um, a lot of the receivers can play um, different spots within the receiving core. Um but so the kicker is the kicker. There's not yeah, like kickers. Kicker is only kicking. Quarterback is only playing quarterback. Most of the time, the running backs only playing running back. Um, but other than that, like people can, you know, you can move a lot of different places uh, if you play in the other position. So the quarterback is like the kicker. It's like you don't got a lot of options. You got to get your spot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so um, right after the draft, you went there for a week. Right after the draft, yes. Yeah, so right after the draft, I go there for three days for rookie minicamp, which is like acclimation mode, give you a little introduction as to what is to come. Go there for three days, come home for a week. Then I went back for one month 
for OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And that whole month is with, you're with the whole team. So you're with the whole team, you practice for a month. Um, you know, you learn, um, for me, it was a lot of learning going on. Um, stay there for a month. Now I'm back for a month, back home for a month. And then when I go back, it's for summer camp, which then oozes right into the season. Okay. What is OTA? OTA's organized team activities. It's like your off season. It's like what you're allowed to do as a team during the off season. Okay. So that first, so you get there and it's in Chicago. It's in Lake Forest, which is about 45 minutes out outside of Chicago. And is it a, um, is it like a kid's summer camp? Is, is like everything just on a camp? There's like a football field and then a bunch of places where you guys all sleep. Everyone stays there. No, so the facility, you got the facility where they serve, serve meals, you have your meetings, it's like the whole team is stationed at this facility, there's fields, there's the indoor facility, you know, you got where you eat, uh, where you would get treatment, it's all one spot, and then there's a, you know, obviously some people that have been on the team for a while, they have homes that they go to whenever the day's done, and then um, everybody else who's kind of on the fringe of being on the team, not being on the team, they've got a hotel, which is about a half a mile from the facility um, that you go back and forth from. And that's where you stay. That's where I was. Yes. And, and so basically it's like 40 guys staying there. Um, I would probably say a little bit more than that. Like in order for you to have your home out there and, you know, a spot out there, you got to be a dude that's like, you're not worried about this cut that's coming up. Okay. So, and that's in every day. Can, can you tell me a typical day um, you get there? And yeah, I'm assuming the first couple of days are, are, are kind of unique, right? They're like giving you clothes and shit and like walking yeah. you around the facility and telling you not to flush your tampons down these toilets and mm-hmm. make sure when you're done with your towels, you put them here. It's just basically getting you in line with the protocol of the facility, right? You can't yeah. have guests, yeah. shit like that, right? Yes, yes. And then I would say, you know, after the acclimation period is over with, like throughout the week, like on a day that we had a practice, um, usually get up um the shuttles would take you to the facility um at 6 30 a.m yes tyson any dudes already like late on the regular and you're like oh you're fucking up like dude is like running nah, to the I mean, bus every morning because the shuttles will leave from 6 30 to 8 a.m like their shuttles go into the facility within that whole time frame um, so, I mean, you'll see some dudes that'll catch the 8 a.m. one and some dude like some dudes catch the 6.30 one. So it's just kind of like all about, you know, what time you're going to sleep, you know, what, if you want to do something before everything starts in the morning, that kind of deal. But me, I had so much to learn. I wanted to get there as soon as possible so I could start studying for what we were about to do that day. Just sounded like a jackass out there. Um, but so, yeah, I would get there, get on the shuttle 6.30, go to the facility. Um, I would usually, I would eat breakfast, then I would go to the meeting room and I would study until eight, eight o'clock when we would have a quarterback meeting. Then What's that mean up. study? What are you studying? Like I'm studying, well, first of all, the put like, you know, I kind of, I, I hinted towards this the last time I was on, but the playbook is absurd, right? So um, every practice we're, we're installing new plays. So I'm just studying the plays that are in for that day. Like I'm What's going- a playbook look like? Is it? Well, it's a, we have an iPad. It's it's just it's an oh, iPad. Oh, okay. So they upload anything they need to to the iPad, and then you have access to it. And then that's kind of how they do it. I and mean, they can't even really – you couldn't even do like a 
like a printed playbook. Like that wouldn't even work. I don't think. And is there crazy security around that, that too? Like you're not taking that iPad home. Yeah, no, I have it with me, but there is a, it is a, uh, it is a big tax if you, uh, if you lose it or something happens to it. Um, right. Like you go home, like you get sent $13,000. If anything happens to the iPad. Fine. Oh. And I guess you got to report it right away so they could fucking erase that thing or, or do whatever they do. Exactly. It's got it a passcode sense. and a lock and all that shit on it. Like yeah. I couldn't walk in and pick it up and be like, start taking screenshots. No, no, it's got a passcode to it. But, um, and it, you know, it makes sense too, because I mean, to a, to another team, like, you know, that, that information probably is worth $13,000, you know, to, to the right. Right. Team, right. So, yeah. So, um, that makes sense. But yeah, so obviously being careful with that, but yeah, I got my iPad with me every, you know, take it everywhere I go just cause I constantly got to study, but I would get there early just so I could, prepare and make sure I knew how to say and how to operate each play that was in for that day. And in, in the install that we had had the night before, then we would have our QB meeting where you can. Tyson, sorry, I got to ask you more about this, this book. Sorry. Yeah, uh, when you say study, is it like, there's like a, a, a word like John seven, eight, nine, um, Roger. And then you have to know that word. And then you have to know, what you're going to do in that play and where all, how many dudes are on the team? 13 on the field, 11. You have to know where all of those 11 guys are going to go for that play. Yeah. And how many of those plays are there? I I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you. There's that many. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even give you like a guesstimate. And does the book, how does the book show you where the guys goes? Is there video or is it, is no, it so yeah, animation? There's, video. there's like, there's like teach tape that you can watch them running that play from like previous seasons and practices. And then there's also a draw up of, of the play as well as like instructions on how you would operate this play. Wow. Yeah. So, so really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm looking at the play and making sure that as I'm like reading it or saying it, that I can be Pictionary in my head of just kind of seeing what everybody's doing. And then a lot of times I'll just be, I'll read the play and I'll be like, oh yeah, I got that. I'm, you know, I'm doing this, this, and this. And then sometimes it'd be a play and I got to sit there and think about it. And I'm like, all right, so this, and then I got that. And then, okay, that makes sense. But really I want to get to the point where I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, okay. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm one, two to three, making sure this guy's doing this. You know, just going you, through it, make, making sure it's easy for me. Do you have time to admire the plays, like artwork? Like, do you ever see plays and you're like, wow, I really want – this is fucking nice. Holy shit, if the defense does this, I hope the defense tries this one, not when we're doing this. Like, do you ever, like, just, like, savor yeah. a play? Like, you're looking at, like, who wrote this shit? Yeah, there are, there are plays, like, kind of like what you're saying with, you know, you've got a certain play and you're like, oh, man, if the defense goes out, I get to throw the – bomb down the field and that would, yeah. that would be sweet but yeah. a lot of times a lot of times with just how ridiculous the playbook is if i see a play that's not very wordy and that's easy for me to picture in my head uh-huh. i don't care if it's a run or a pass i'm like damn i hope coach calls that when i'm in because <laughs> <laughs> it's like what seven plus seven you're like 14 got it yeah <laughs> exactly. okay exactly Okay, and I hope he calls that. I can I can go into the I can go into the huddle with confidence on that one. Say that shit loud as hell, and then just operate. So um, that's kind of how I viewed it so far. Um, but yeah, there are some plays where you're like, oh, you know, it would be sweet if the defense did this because then I'd be able to do this, and you know, I'm pretty sure coach would like that. So do you, so, do you ever write plays? Do I ever like write my own plays? Yeah. Um, I did. I I would. I did that with Shepard, like if we would like be watching film, like there were a couple of times I would like 
introduce something that was a little bit newer and sometimes they went with it and sometimes they were like ah you know probably not that's probably not the smartest thing in the world but i like one but that was like after like being in the system for like three years like and like i said before this is like so like like shepherd is like this little circle and then now it's like i'm like in this big thing where it's like i'm trying to understand this big variety of things going on before i could even like before i could even think to be, add my own you know sauce to it like i used to play dungeons and dragons as a kid mm -hmm. and like i would make my own mazes and my own monsters and my own people and like after like you play so much you start making your own shit are, are the plays all, all categorized too like when you're learning them like hey these are running plays these are running plays that go to the right these are running plays that have laterals these are is, are they organized so at least yes yeah okay yes yeah it's all organized and and stuff you know, you've learned since you've been a little kid that like the vernacular and the semantics around the plays it's it's it's, it's there's continuity from when you were a little yeah, kid to the, the pros same, the same thing it's the same thing happening you're still playing football you're running the ball you're throwing the ball but it's you know, it's just how you're getting to those to those areas of the field and, and how how you're calling it. That that's a little bit different. Yeah. In, in, in way more plays, it sounds like now a lot. Yeah, a lot more plays, a lot more plays. And it's a lot more plays, but it's like there's 10 different ways to get to each play, too. It's like a lot more plays, but it could be called that one play could be called 10 different things. Like if you wanted three receivers to one side and one receiver to another side and college and high school it was just like hey we'll go trips right trips left three receivers on one side one receiver the other and then if you wanted if you wanted your best guy or a different guy to be the one guy side then you just be hey let's go trips right but hey ryan you go to the single receiver side because we think you can beat this cat instead of that now you're in college where it's like they got so many dudes that are waiting for a phone call to be on a team that if you're not going to be locked in and understand it, they will just they'll just cut you and then invite the next dude. And then if he doesn't cut it, they'll cut him, and invite the next dude. So instead of just trips, right, it's we got train, right, trips, right, trout, right, Troy, right, Trixie, right, tracks, right. It's we've got seven different ways, but it puts different. It's still trips, right, but it puts different guys in different positions. Ah, uh, ah. So, uh. Yeah, so it's like you can't just be like, hey, let's go trips right. Hey, DJ, you go here. It's got to be, hey, all right, we want DJ here, so all right, we're going to call tracks right. Or we want so-and-so here, we're going to go trips right. Wow, wow, okay, okay. And and all of this stuff that you're learning, will it still be relevant? All the name, Do all the names of plays change every single year? Like when you were at Shepard, do the did, no, no. So, so they would, we would have a, we would get new offensive coordinators um, every year or two and they would add their own little uh, niches uh, to the offense, but the, the verbiage like pretty much stayed pretty consistent. Like it never really, it was never altered. Uh, and, but now you got to wipe that clean and bring in all new ones. Yeah. Now I can't even like think like I was hanging out with my college coach yesterday and he was like saying, talking about some of his plays. And I was like, just think, I was like, man, what is it? what is that play again? Just because I've, you know, I got to completely erase that from my memory just because I've got a whole new, you know, a, a whole new language to, to have to understand uh, fluently. So I'm just trying to be fully Im embedded and embraced in that. And this process between six 30 and eight 30 in the morning that you're doing, um, are you doing it? So is that a solo or is there? Yeah. That's like the time where I can be like, where I can just 
kind of look over it how I want to look over it. Because then once 8.30 hits now, I know that I'm on the coach's time and we're going to do whatever the coaches have, um, you know, drawn up for that day, meeting-wise and then obviously practice-wise and anything like that. But then 8.30, you know, 8, 8 really 8.15, coach rolls in and then he's like, that's where I'm like, all right, all my all the studying I've done, do I have any questions? Because this is the time where I can be like, hey, coach, so it's like, it says this, like, what exactly, what does that look like? So you get, you get, you fine tune everything. And then after that. And are they cool with that? They're cool with you asking questions? They're yeah, cooperative? Yeah. They're pretty, I mean, yeah. You, yeah, because if you don't, the alternative is, is that you could potentially go out there and ruin a whole play. And, okay. Um, which screws all 11 people, you know, especially just playing quarterback. Like if you're a receiver and you don't understand, you're really just screwing yourself. But if you're a quarterback and you don't know what's going on now, you're screwing the whole offense. So um, it's just a lot of. What if you call? Are you ever in the huddle and you know the play, and one of the dudes is like, "Hey, uh, is that it? Do I run to the right or the left?" Yeah, yeah, all the time. Because the time. people are which still learning why, their shit. Like, yo, Tyson, Tyson, do you know if I go cut right or left? And you're like, right. Yes. Yeah. Which is why you can't just like you can't just memorize what the coach is telling what, what he's saying to you. You have to be able to paint the picture so that if a dude lines up wrong, you'd be like, Oh, hold up. Hey, that's not where you line up. Get over here. Or if he's like, Hey, hold up. What'd you say again? And wow. Like if you say like a long ass play and then it, there's nothing worse than saying a long ass play. And then the dude's like, Hey, hold up. What, what was the first thing you said? And I'm like, like if you wouldn't, if you if you if you're not really like learning it, if you're just yeah. trying to memorize it, like if you're just trying to memorize it, you're gonna look at him and be like, "You're embodying it when you're learning the play, and then you have to be able to see it." Yes, yes. Every time, holy shit! Uh, yeah. This is why quarterbacks are so smart. Stephen Flores, a court, uh, CK Kevin, quarterbacks have to know everything. Mm -hmm. So, so you basically become the conductor of an orchestra out there. You're like, wait a second, the oboe is not playing. What the fuck? Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's like to an it's like to a scientific level, like now, which is like different for me because I feel like growing up, it was always I was always um, not judged, um, but kind of graded, kind of like you know from you know my dad, you know my my good buddy and mentor uh, Derek Gallagher. Like whenever I'm working out with them, like even like high high school and college coaches, like I was always like judged based on like my work ethic and but physically like my physical work ethic and then just overall just like I was kind of I was you know kind of intelligent on the field not kind of I was intelligent on the field too so like those two things I'm intelligent on the field I'm making plays but then also like I'm winning like conditioning drills and stuff like that which is just like oh that's awesome like I love this dude even more now, but now it's like the conditioning drills don't mean anything. Like the physical aspect of everything doesn't mean anything. Like they could care. Why? They because could, it's just a given. Either you are super exactly. fit they or you're not. Care, they could care less if I'm sweating really hard at practice. You know what I mean? They could care less if I'm winning in the sprints at practice. It's all about, hey, can you process all this uh, information wow. that I'm throwing wow. at? So that's been that's been something I've had to adjust to, um, and it, it's been it has been good so far. It's rewarding. It's just a lot harder to get to the aspect of just getting out there and and doing your thing, like just getting out there and playing. Because I, I think I'm a good playmaker. Like no matter what on the field, you know, I if I get if I've got the play down, you know, no matter what happens, I feel like I can like make a play. But now, in order to get to that moment, I have to 
show these guys that I can be a scientist on this field and dissect and digest every little thing and know exactly what's going on and just be automatic when they give me the play. Like I spit it out, we run it. I know what's going on. I'm using different cadences, everything. And then I'll get to the point where in preseason, they throw me in the game and be like, all right, now let's go, go make a play. So it's just different in that aspect where I'm just being judged completely mentally instead of completely physically, which is what it always has been. Like my dad always is like, go hard. Like he would love it. Like he loved it watching, watching us do a CrossFit workout and us just like, like taking it to the absolute max. Like that was something that he loved to do. The dude, my buddy I'm always hanging out with, you know, we're doing our CrossFit workouts. He just always was like super hype whenever, you know, the workout would be cut close and then, or, or like I would push through it at the end or he would push through it at the end, just that like ultimate like grit and physical sacrifice. And now it's just not that, which has just been the biggest adjustment. Are, are you significantly um, more comfortable and better between day one and day 30 at this camp? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And it's like OTAs. It's like a lot because the NFL players association, right. The NFL PA is all the players that, come together and they're like, Hey, NFL, you know, we, we have our, we have our own rights too. We need this. We need that in order uh, for you to work us. Like we do, like we need something, we need good benefits as well. And it all started because like when the NFL was first made the, the, like the players were like, Hey, like we think at least we should have clean laundry. We should have like, we should have our laundry like done for us. Like, with the stuff that we wear during practice. And they were like, no, right? Because they didn't have any resources. Like they, they're they forced to do whatever that the NFL says. They're like, no, we're not washing your laundry. And then there was like other players that would just run into these issues where, where they're like, man, we're playing football, banging our heads together. But, you know, we don't get anything. We're not getting anything in return. We're living like slaves and dogs out here. Like this is, this is terrible. So NFLPA has completely just grown and grown and grown to the point that now during the off season, you cannot have practices with collisions. Like you can't have practices where you're going full speed, the whole practice. So a lot of this OTA stuff is like learning and kind of like a jog through pace, which was perfect for me because I'm learning all this, all this crazy new information, which is good that we're not going full speed. Now there are some sections of the day where you do go full speed, but 80% of the day is like jog through pace. So it's like my process with being able to say the play and operate the play when we were in the jog through tempo was night and day from day one to day 30. So it's like day one, I'm kind of like, I might say right instead of left on like a 15 word play. And I mess up just one word where I say left instead of right. And then got to correct myself by the end of the time. I'm like, I'm operating it. I'm using different cadences. You know, I'm handling the motions. Well, everybody's at the right landmark. Um, and I could see too, that, um, the coach was like pleasantly surprised, um, by, you know, as we, as we move forward throughout the whole time, uh, a bunch of stuff I want to say here. So, uh, Notice how when Tyson he he gives us a big picture and then and then we don't have to take his word for it. He he gives us examples, mm -hmm. and and I just love that. Not just things have changed over the years through the way athletes change, but he gives us the examples of why and how it happened. Talking about that that's, I mean, fuck, dude, you could be a better journalist than ninety nine percent of the journalists mm -hmm. out there. Uh, Ryan, uh, a conversation between Rich and Tyson needs to happen. Yeah, I don't know if you knew. I didn't tell you Tyson this, or I didn't tell Rich Froning this. 
<clears throat> but I had scheduled both of you today, Rich in the morning, and then you in the uh, a little later in the morning. And then I was hoping both of you guys would come on at the same time, and I could introduce you guys to each other. Oh, that and was sweet. And Rich, um, Rich ended up having to change. He didn't. I didn't tell him that either. But also the thumbnail. Um, the thumbnail uh, Bruce Wayne and Matt Souza made yesterday was you passing the ball and Rich going out for a pass. <laughs> oh, it, it, dude, it know, was... that's awesome because the only opportunity I saw him, I saw him compete at a couple regional events back in the day. Um, but the one opportunity I really had to go see him, he worked at, he came and did a workout at CrossFit 304, my dad's box, um, uh, you know, a long time ago. But I had strep throat. So everybody got to go hang out with him and I was hanging out at the crib and this was like prime time. I'm like, I'm a, I'm like obsessed with watching like him, Ben Smith, Jason Kalipa, Josh, yeah. like all the dudes that were like the first, like the first round of guys that were just like different. And I was like, I was so bummed out about that, but that that's awesome. Yeah. I got to see that thumbnail. That's pretty sweet. He, I, I, I watched one of his podcasts the other day and he mentioned, uh, he was, he, he mentioned your dad, uh, saying that, um, he didn't have any heart and <laughs> then they, and then they, and then, and they were laughing, uh, him and, uh, Angelo and Roy. And then they, and then they talked and then rich, he, he I've talked to rich about you and he's like, yeah, he's got this son. who's really good at football. So yeah. I was excited for you guys to meet, um, sleeky, uh, his confidence is palatable, uh, palpable, palpable. I totally agree. Uh, zero arrogance, but dude, you're, you are, um, you are, you, you, you embody what you speak. It's, it, it's, it's, it's so fun talking to you. Okay. Um, eight 30 in the morning. So then the coach comes at eight 15, you have a chance to ask questions and then eight 30 starts. And, and now it's, um, let me go back a little bit. Have you been during that 30 days? Do people get cut? Like, is, is there like after day 10, you're like, hey, where's Johnny? And they're like, he got cut. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, I think I I'm, I didn't witness any. And honestly, I didn't really get to know every single dude. Right. Like, intimately because of all the things that were going on. So there might have been. I know on other teams there, you know, they've been getting cut because, you know, a lot of my buddies that are on different teams now they'll tell me that, you know, dudes, dudes have gotten cut, but yeah, it's every single day you could get cut. Like every single day you could get cut. They'll come out, clean your locker. They'll have a five minute conversation with you. Hey, you know, you know, we're going to go our separate ways. We need to do this, that, um, you know, appreciate your time. And then it's, and then it's over with, but yeah, each day you could get cut. And then I know that when we go back for camp, you know, it's, it's crunch time. So there'll be a lot of cuts happening happening then do you know for sure that you're going could you be cut between now and the next camp no no i mean i guess i could but like i that, like i i wouldn't say that that's that's um like something that's could even be a 50 50 chance of having that'd be like a two percent chance like oh something crazy happened out of nowhere out of the ordinary you know, we're going to go our separate ways. So something not even on you, like that they find out like um, uh, Chicago stadium has termites and they have to spend exactly. all their money building so, a new stadium. A, and about, so we have to a, cut all the players, like some weird shit like that. Chance, yeah, there's probably, it's probably the same chance that I get cut before I go back to camp that if this was the last podcast you ever did. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So like, which which that, could happen if be, like this room collapsed, that could exactly, be exactly. Exactly. Okay. If you're like, Oh shit. Like something 
absolutely ridiculous happen. You're an asshole for doing that, and I, but I also appreciate you uh, putting it right back in my face like that. That was a <laughs> dickhead. Um, bringing it straight home. Oh, you, you want to talk about me getting cut? How about I talk about this being your last podcast? <laughs> Take that, Sevy. Uh, okay, uh, eight. So eight thirty rolls around, and um, I keep interrupting you. Eight thirty rolls around, uh, and 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 now the whole team's there. Yeah. So eight thirty rolls around. We're just in the meeting room. It's four quarterbacks: the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator. Now we're in their meeting. We're talking about the day, what we need to work on that day, what we need to focus on. We're going through the script for that day. Like, hey, we got any questions? You know, this is something that's new. Want to make sure if y'all got any questions, this and that. And, and then, the big dogs in there, the starting quarterback of Chicago's in there. It's like it's like yeah, yeah, the guy, all the guys. Yeah, yeah, it's funny too because, um, you know, I've I've started longer than I think anybody ever in history prior to the NFL. Like I started three years in high school and then immediately started in college for five years, including the COVID year where we didn't do anything. So it was always like the meeting was geared towards me, like it was geared to the quarterback, but it was like. You know, hey, Tyson, are you comfortable with everything going on? And now I'm at the opposite end of that totem pole. So now I'm in there like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a sponge. I'm taking everything in. But they're not necessary. They're talking to us, but they're not necessarily talking. To us. <laughs> like, you'll right. see the coach will be looking. The coach will look, be looking at Justin and just be like, hey, so like you, you got this. Like, is this good? Does this work? You want to change anything? This and that. And I'm in there and I'm just like kind of laughing in my head. I'm like, dang, that's like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe, like, first off, every 15 seconds, I'm like, holy shit, I'm on the Chicago Bears. Lock in. Like, I need to lock in. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also like, wow, this is funny. Like, I compl- like, I, it's so different being, it's so different being at the opposite end of that, opposite end of that stick and being like completely okay with it. Oh, he's just a kid like you. Yeah, he's young. He's young. He's young. He's, he's a, only 24? Yeah, he's a stud athlete. Wow. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a cool dude, too. Okay, so you go from uh, – and uh, he went to Ohio Ohio State. So, Oh, he's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's thick. It's funny, too, because, like, I'm – you know, I mean, just, like, subconsciously. How tall are you? You're a little over 6'3", 2'10"? 6'3", 215. Okay, 215. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. You look a little thicker, by the way. Did you put on weight? I did. I put on probably three or four pounds since last yeah. time. I mean, you look great. Um, yeah. So it's like, sub- like I'll just, you know, not that it matters anymore, but still like you're around these dudes all the time. I'm thinking like, I'm watching like film practice. We're standing next to each other. I'm like, Oh, you know, we're all similar size, but it's funny. Like he's like two thirty, and I'm like, dude, where is this other 15 pounds? Like, like you are like, just like solid. Like, he just must be like super solid because I'm like looking at us. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, Maybe a, maybe like a half half inch taller, maybe same size, same height, and then but it's like two thirty. I'm like, wow. How how old are you? I uh, just turned twenty three. Okay, I mean, at the at the rate you're going, you could put on another five pounds of muscle in the next uh, three hundred sixty five days too, which yeah. would then put you ten pounds behind him, right? Yes. Do you see everyone um naked? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you know like who's who who's Who's like like who's fit and who's chubby? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. And everyone looks good. Everyone looks strong and shit. Uh, I mean, there's some there's some outliers. There's some dudes where it's like <laughs> like like, like Tyson Fury. Like, wow. Any Tyson Furies where you're like, 
He's the greatest fucking boxer who ever lived, and he looks like a, just a gelatinous sack of shit. Yeah, I thought I've had that thought like many times. Not necessarily the Tyson Fury, um, but that's a good example because I've thought about that about him as well. Um, but just like, look, what the I fuck is look, going on? I'd be in the sauna or being. Yeah. I'd be getting in the sauna or the cold tub, and I'll just be like kind of glancing around, and then I'm like, damn, I can't. How in the how in the world is this dude in the NFL? Like, how can you look like that and then be in the NFL? Like that. That's like. We're supposed to be like the the one percenters. Like I can't believe. Yeah, that's unreal. And that's the best Tyson Fury's ever looked. Yeah, exactly. Right there. Like the throwback pictures of when I guess he was struggling mentally. I guess whenever he was going through all that, like that picture is like is bad. And dude, he is good. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's so well, good. I know, it's crazy that he's like six nine too. Like yeah, like it's it's six nine is that's a that's a that's a weird height. That's like massive. That's really tall. Um, so then, so you're in the room. They talk to you. How long is that? Uh, that's about thirty minutes, and then we okay. go to the team meeting, which is with everybody. And then, and then, and then, how long is that? That's about fifteen minutes. Coach Eberflus, our head coach, he'll get up there. He's a cool, funny dude. He'll talk some shit for about fifteen minutes. Talk about the day. You know what you know what we're expecting, and then it'll break off into an offensive meeting, defensive meeting. So now we're with the whole offense. That one, you know, depending on if we have an install for that day, if we got new plays going in, that could be about an hour long. So we go to that meeting for an hour. We talk about the plays. You know, people are in there taking notes, listening on everything he's saying. He's going through all the new plays that are in. Then we leave that. We go. What about back. phone usage in those meetings? Any any people just fucking around on their phones, or you just you nah, don't do that? No, no. no. I, I I hope not. No, that would be strange. But you know, I got my iPad out and taking notes on the iPad, whatever. And then um, we'll go back to the QB room, talk for about five minutes, and then we'll have a walkthrough in our indoor little sp- little spot, the ITC room, a walkthrough, nothing crazy. Um, just is that an indoor field? That's an indoor field. It's an indoor like quarter of a field like it's tiny okay. like a good place to walk through do the walk through and what are you there. wearing at this point are you in your you're athletic- just in chicago bears gear like just just shirt sweats shoes just walk through just talking through everything making sure everybody's on the same page and then we break that up that's when you can go get taped and you go get ready to go out for practice and then we go out to practice and what does tape mean like if you need your ankles taped or if your wrist taped or you got anything bad, you got anything wrong going on, get that taken care of, and then eat a snack, eat a snack if you want, and then um, go out to practice. How many days does it take before it's, like, awkward and, like, you're still looking for the bathroom and, like, uncomfortable to, like, okay, fuck, this is the, sh- I'm, like, this is what I do every day. It, it, by day five or ten, or are you just, like, this is home? Yeah, I would say about day ten is when, probably around day ten is when you're, like, okay, I know what's going on. Like, I don't have to look at the schedule. Like, I know what's going on. I know where the bathroom's at. I know when I can take a bathroom break. Like, You throw, know you know where to throw your shoes or your bandana or just, like, you just, you start to feel at home. Like, this is this is my shit. Yes. God, that's so cool. And then and then that day's long, then you go, is there is there a debrief at the end of the day or it's just yes, practice? Then we, got, then we go to practice. Then, um you know, for rookies, it's a, it's a way longer day. Cause after practice now it's like after practice, all the, all the vets and stuff and people go home. So it's like, they get to go home. Their day's done after that. Um, so then me, I go eat lunch. Then 
I have another meeting with the quarterback coach just one-on-one for an hour. Every day? Every day of the week, Monday through Friday, yeah. Wow, that's some crazy investment they're putting in you. I know. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. You meet with the coach every day, one-on-one? Every day, yeah, for about an hour after after practice and after lunch. We meet, go through everything that I did that day. Talk about. So he's really getting to know you, too. That's like multifaceted shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a funny dude too. So it's I don't I don't it's always uh it's never, Is it all football talk or is it is it some getting to know you too? No, nah, it's some there's some getting to know you as well. There's some getting to know you as well, definitely. Cause he's a he also he coached at a, a at a division two school. So he knows about a division two school that I played actually. So he knows about uh division two and the that whole that whole world, which I can't necessarily connect with people a whole lot of people you know on stuff like that so that that's pretty cool um talk about different places you know he's traveled um like do you know if he has kids yes oh shit so you guys are talking yes yeah he actually just um he just had he had a baby during during otas um, um anyone uh, anyone fuck with you because you're division two any other guys like they got a nickname for you or they you know just some it, just fucking with you you know what i mean like in a good way like there actually hasn't been any of that i mean there's been a couple people that when they ask they're a little bit surprised like oh shit that's that's crazy um but nothing um they don't like your nickname's not like d2 no (laughs) no (laughs) that'd be funny um any kind of stuff like that Uh, not just even about you but about anyone like is there is it getting more and more lighthearted and fun like I, I guess I guess in the I beginning mean, you said you didn't I, get I to know. Of, yeah, like it's it's like is it going to be sad when some guys get cut? Like, are there some guys you're like fuck? Like, I know you don't want to get cut, but are there other guys you're like fuck? That's going to suck if that dude gets cut. It'd be cool if we went definitely, together. Definitely, because it's just like it's funny because it's just like any locker room I've ever been in. It's just a lot more expensive locker room and it's a lot uh, fancier. But it's like it's still just dudes in there just playing football that are just talking shit and um, you know hanging out before and after practice and. You know, all it's all this, it's all the same stuff, which is, which is, which is cool because, you know, I was kind of wondering what that would be like, just considering everybody, you know, most dudes making a lot of money. So you could kind of feel like that would change maybe a little bit of uh, the, the dynamic in the locker room, but it's still the same, it's, it's the same um, situation, you know, as it was in college. And, and then, so um, you have that meeting with him uh, after lunch. And then what happens? Do you play more? Um, no. So we have that meeting and then we got, uh, and then we have rookie Academy, which is like, they're trying to, I don't know. It's this, it's this thing where they're trying to like get you ready for the professional NFL professional, like lifestyle and you know, what to worry about, what to think about. So we'll go to rookie Academy, which is for one hour as well. So all the rookies will go to a room. Like what? Like what to do with your money? Don't yeah, sleep exactly. around. Like don't say the f word. Stuff like that. Yeah, they're gonna teach us about, uh, you know, girls. You know, financial, um, credit. You know, apartments in the around the city. All all the all the crazy stuff going out like the the nightlife. Like what to do, what not to do. Um, all that stuff. And I'll just touch on a different topic. Um, every day and we just go in there and we listen and we you know and they they they, they take that serious like if you're late to that they'll really get on you which it's kind of like 
that is like to all of us it's like all right football is done for the day now we just got this little this rinky dink meeting or whatever they're going to teach us something that i probably already have a good idea about like they'll teach about social media like what not to do on social media um and all that stuff but um they take it serious it's kind of like the rookie acclimation thing so i would do that that here here molly says uh, how not to buy 10 jet skis yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and then uh, after that that's when i would usually just you know do sauna cold tub and then you do do that huh yeah they have they have a sauna in the in the facility they have cold tubs hot tubs so i just i would just go sauna cold tub three different times um and then i would go back to my hotel study for the next day and go to sleep and that was during the week you sleep good i did i made sure just because i was like it was taking a lot of like mental focus that i was like all right i need to get seven and a half eight hours of sleep like i gotta go to sleep at 10 so that i can wake up at 5 45 6 and then go and um uh this so so you're so you're studying you're studying when you wake up you're studying when you go to bed and then you're studying when you wake up and now that you're home now that you're home you're still studying you can't let it, any of that shit erode no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to get too far away. It's, I mean, yeah, don't get too far away from the playbook because it's easy to forget stuff. But I got my buddy who's uh, he wants to be a he wants to be a, he wants to get into coaching and he's already he's got on the the shepherd uh, staff. And um, so I've got him and I've still got all the scripts that we had from the whole time I was there. So what, what does that mean? Scripts? So the script for the day, oh. so the script for OTA one, the script oh. for OTA two, all the way to 12. So I got 12 scripts on my phone. So each day from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., we go, he meets me at the field. I put on my headphones. We call, oh, we call, yeah, we call each other. He'll say the play. I'll say the play. And then I'll just kind of jog through. What do they tell you to do that? Or you're like, you just came up with this on your own. No, nah, that just made sense to me. That just like made a whole lot of sense to me. Like, like there's no way I'd like, how do you I, pay for all this right now? How do you like, how do you, how do you afford to like, um, um, like, like basically you're, you're acting like a professional football player, but you're not getting paid yet. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got my signing bonus and, um, okay. But I mean, I did a pretty good job making money through the whole pre-draft process. So Um, you're not stressed out right now. You're good. No, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. And do you have a job? Like you you flipping burgers from no, 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 nope. But it's funny, too, because my apartment here, uh, which is where I went to school, it's in the Shepherdstown, um, it, and the, the lease is up at the end of this month. So I'm moving out of here, and I'll be in the basement at my parents' crib, at my parents' house, um, for the rest of the summer. And is that then, good or bad? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, that's fine. That's Your dad's fine. not going to bug you? Just, like, always be up in your shit? No, nah, I mean, he probably will, but it, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. This this thing that you're doing from eight to ten in the morning. Um, how, first of all, how do you have the helmet with the walkie talkies in it? How'd you get those? I don't. So I just have my headphones, like my Beats. Oh, oh, my Beats. I'll and he call, call, I'll call, oh, we'll call each other. Oh we'll shit! Oh shit! And we'll go. Yeah. Oh my god, you're so fucking dedicated. This is so awesome. Yeah, I know. It's like, but it's really just out of the out of like. Because I, 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 after being there for a month, I can completely see that, like, really at the highest level, nobody cares really 
how good you can throw the ball. Like, obviously, you need to throw good. You wouldn't be there if you couldn't throw good. But, like, if you can, if you go up there and you mess up the play call, that's uh-huh. the first – like, that's the first thing. Like, you can't even make the throw if you mess up the play call. So, it's like you absolutely have to be more sharp on getting the plays in, in order and what you're doing more so than you need to be able to make a good throw. Like, it all, like it all starts with the play call. And it was one of the first things that my quarterback coach told me when I'm sitting there telling him during rookie camp, I'm like, yo, like, this is like, this is crazy. But I didn't even have to say it. He could just see that, like, you know, me and the other quarterback who was there at rookie camp are like, like, we're really like trying to get this stuff down. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you'll, you guys will come to realize that there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that have no business being in the league, but they're in the league because they can process all this shit that we're throwing at them. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So if I'm, and that just put me in the mindset, I'm like, you know, screw it. Like whatever they throw at me, if I can just process it, I feel like I'm a good enough athlete and player that if I can process all the stuff they're throwing at me, I'll be able to hang around here, you know, for, for, for a good bit of time. What day do you go back? I go back uh, July 22nd. So I got some time. Wow. And you'll do this. Will you do this pretty much seven days a week between now and then? Five or six days a week, um, but yeah, five or six days a week, eight to ten, and then. But it's cool too, though, because you know you get done that shit, and then I just get to do shit that I like to do, which is you know work out and hang out with the family or get in a sauna, like whatever I kind of want to do the rest of the day. Do Do you have anyone you can throw passes to? Yes. And, and it doesn't fuck with your timing that they're not at the caliber of the NFL guys. Um. No, but, but more really, it's like. There's not necessarily a big speed difference at the next level. It's just everybody knows exactly where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So the timing's got to be better. Like everybody's more, everybody's smarter, um, because you know they're getting paid to do so. It's not like they got a, it's not like they're getting like a half scholarship to a D two school, and they don't necessarily really care that much about everything going on. Like now, nah, these dudes are locked in. They know where they're supposed to be. They know what they're supposed to do. So it's just a lot of timing. So if I can just get guys to run you know the routes that i'm practicing in the playbook then um you know it's usually you know no big deal uh, adapting to the to the speed and timing uh ken walters uh this dude knows he isn't guaranteed to make it but is taking every step possible and thinking outside the box to make it i just watched his podcast before this is type this type of dedication has made me a fan nice um i want to show where is it this um obviously this uh this is the kind of shit I love what I'm about to show you. This is a a post you made um uh two weeks ago. Um and you cruise over here and uh this is a, a text message, a screenshot of text message you posted from your dad. It says this is from Travis Bajant, who's been on the show also uh, texting his son, Tyson Bajant. We all love you so much. So many people that know you are praying that your dream comes true. I want you to know before tomorrow that you've already made my dreams come true. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, uh, regardless of the outcome, I hope you choose to have fun tomorrow and never forget how precious it is. Uh, be you and go crazy. <laughs> your biggest fan. Oh, my goodness, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry to do that to you. Sorry yeah. to do that to me. Um, uh, uh, what, uh, fuck, I don't even know what to say. 
the show's over. Thank you, everyone, for coming on. Uh, Tyson, good luck. Talk to you soon. <laughs> uh, what uh, What's the deal? What's the deal when dad sends that to you? Is that like, I know you put, you, no one's stupid. You're obviously putting crazy amount of pressure on you, on yourself uh, to succeed. Um, what does that mean coming from your dad? Does, does he talk to you like that all the time or? That yeah, the it's blue or? more so. It's got more. He more so's. Uh, he's talked about that a lot more. Like within, I'd probably say the last like four years. Like since I've been in college, really. Like when I was in high school, we were always around like all the time. So it was just a lot of just like talking in the house, um, and really all this like monumental stuff wasn't necessarily going on um, then either. So just I think more than anything he's like one of the only people that really understands exactly what I'm up against and understands what I'm what I'm kind of going through um and that was before the senior bowl game that was like the night before the senior bowl game and um it was funny I was actually like just kind of um uh pissed off earlier that day you know I saw him but just I just just, like- just really quick when he says that's the night before the senior bowl game for those of you who don't know at the end of every college season there's three huge games that the best players in college football are invited to and there's one that's the pinnacle of that and that's the senior bowl and that's where Tyson was invited so this isn't like senior bowl like high school senior bowl or college senior bowl this is like the pro bowl of all pro bowls for college football okay sorry so that day of the yeah, senior so, so the night before that day, the night before that day, I got to see my family for the first time, but I was kind of pissed just because I felt like they were just like, I felt like I was getting judged based on where I was coming from, like in the quarterback room a little bit. Um, just like I just felt like they could see that I was having a moment where I was just like, man, they're they're totally like just seeing D two, like they're just oh, seeing, not your like, family. You mean like when you were yeah, in, not at my the family, game, like the like the like. Like, like maybe like the quarterback coach I was with, or I don't even necessarily, I just remember I was a little, I was like, man, these dudes think that they just think that these guys that I'm on the team with are better than me. Like that's, that's where I can, I'm just getting that vibe like from these guys, which I'm just like, wow, like how could this be happening? Right. But then, and I was kind of just like pissed off about it. Uh, hindsight, super dumb. Shouldn't even been mad at it at all. But then, it's kind of good though, right? It fuels you, right? It's good to have a little yeah, chip on yeah, your shoulder, exactly. get a little yeah, little I, you know, f in there. Out. I ended up right. going out the next day and I killed it, and everything was great. But um, yeah, he sent me that message, um, which I think just like it just means so much because um, you know, first of all, I'm a big family guy. Like I love my family more than anything in the world. Um, and then it's also big because like the pressure that I put on myself. It's more so like, I don't even know how I would explain it. Like I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want to make, um, well, I want to play football first and foremost, but then I also want to make everybody proud. Um, So then when I get stuff like that, which basically more so to me, all that did was just tell me that he loves me and that he doesn't even care if I go out there and shit the bed, right? Because it doesn't matter. Like you already You've already defied all the odds. You've already done everything. So then it puts me at ease of mind. I'm like, you know, I don't even necessarily need to worry about this. Like, whatever's going to happen, like, I've compared myself. So whatever's going to happen is just going to happen. And, um, you know, my family's still going to love me at the end of the day, which is something you can get. I, like, at least for me, I can get caught up in the fact of, like, oh, I need to do good at what I do in order to, um, in order to fit into the family dynamic. But that's just not that's just not the case. But I think a lot of times with just how much time I spend on this, it's like my day is made or made or not made based on how I perform in football. 
um, which I think is just, you know, some simple, like a text message like that, like him just like, you know, just showing me that like, Hey, this shit really doesn't even matter. Like it's like that much. Like we, we, we love you. Like, so no matter what you do in this football thing, like, you know, who cares? Like everybody's on your side. Everybody knows what it took. Nobody else has been in this situation before. Like everything's all good. So it just puts me in the sense of like, ah, you know, just let let everything be as it will be. Um, And just really all you can do is just work hard and prepare. So there's this weird thing about um, like you'll hear someone who's rich or someone who's famous or someone who's really good at something be like, well, they only like me because I'm rich and famous. Yeah. Or because I'm only good. And part of me wants to be like, yeah, so what? Yeah. Like, it, obviously, it's different with your family. I'm, I'm, I'm not pushing back on what you're saying. Like, I feel I, like I feel you. But another part is, is like we all want to be around winners. If you if you were Tyson Bajant, the dude who graduated from high school and you were selling real estate and I would be like, oh, that in your in your dad was sending me like, look, uh, Tyson sold his first house at, for 42. It sold a trailer in West Virginia, like that trailer in West Virginia mm-hmm. for uh, eighteen thousand dollars. And, you know, he made a little commission and here he is, you know, uh, driving a Civic around. I, you probably wouldn't be on my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like like we all want to be around winners and people who are pushing hard and doing great. And like it, it's not it's not it's not it's not a bad thing. But then on the other side, you do need your kind of your bedrock, which is your family. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's OK to like some like it's OK to like yeah, Justin that, Bieber because, you know, why, what I mean, it's like a weird balance. Yeah, like he only likes me because I'm a great quarterback. But so what? That's that's cool. That's why. It's, and that's why it's hard to explain, because in a sense, it's like it's like oh, I kind of need that uh, reassurance, not need it, but it, it feels good to have that reassurance because I might be being, I might be acting like, or feeling like a little sissy in the moment. Like I need that because I'm kind of being a sissy right now. Um, in a, in a sense of like, oh, you know, um, this football stuff is hard and, you know, it's stressing me out. Like, oh man, it's, you know, this whole thing, this whole process is scary. And, you know, I don't know if I can handle it. And it's like, boom, you get that text and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Hold up. It doesn't even really necessarily matter if I go out there and shit to bed. My family knows I've been grinding for this right night, day in and day out. So it's like, because I'm kind of in that mode of acting like a little girl, um, that's why that's really the only reason that that type of reassurance feels good. If I was in the mindset of like, Oh, you know, I'm the man. I don't care. I'm about to go out there. I know I'm prepared. I'm about to go out do my thing. I don't need like I don't got to think about anything. I'm good. That text wouldn't mean as much. Like that that text wouldn't mean as much if I was like in the ultimate like just always like the Conor McGregor. Like if I had the Conor McGregor mentality of like, "Oh, I'm about to go out there." I don't know, dude. I Mystic don't know Mac, from your dad. Mystic Mac, Mystic Mac is about to Knock, knock this dude out in the first round with the left, and then he just goes out there and does it. If yeah. Conor, if, if Conor McGregor was like, oh man, you know, like you know Jose Aldo, I, you know this dude's a good fighter. Like I need to be, you know, weary and prepared, and then you know this and that. Then it's like that tech comes from pops. He's like, yo man, listen, this stuff. It if you get if you don't even win tomorrow, it does not matter. Like it does not matter. You have already gave so many people hope. And all these people are praying for you and are on your side that like, dude, you're already the man. Like, we love you. Go out there and do your thing right there. That's just like, boom. Okay. Now I'm like rejuvenated. Now I'm like, man. I don't know. I bet you, I bet you if we dig in Connor's phone, his dad said, sent him the same thing. 
Yeah, no, nah, no doubt. And he probably right? guarantee he has. I just don't think that Conor McGregor might need that text as much as somebody who may be doubting himself just a, just a tiny bit. Oh. Well, I beg to differ. I, I think, dude, you're, you, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We got to get into his phone and find out. We got to get Connor on the show. <laughs> but no, nah, that text, I mean, that text, like, I was just like, a lot of times I'll just be going through my camera roll and then, like, that's like one of the only text messages that I've ever gotten that I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to screenshot this. Like, this was like a pivotal text message. This is like the timing was sweet. perfect. Yeah. Like, this was like, the, and it's like who it comes from too it's not like my sweet mother sent me a sweet text it's like nah my dad who's been like pedal to the metal hard body you know just going getting after you all your whole life and then he's like hey man listen like just like not even from like a dad to like a son but kind of like just man to man like dude i love you everybody's on your side let's right. freaking go that's just like it was just like the coolest thing ever, really. Dude, I it's so awesome. Yeah, I, it's so it's so. And thank you for sharing. Um, I mean, you'll know when you have kids, mm-hmm. you'll you'll see the others. You'll flip the script. You know, you'll see the other side too. Like right now, like you're in one role, and you're like, "Fuck, this is cool." And then when you get on the other side, you'll be like, "Holy shit!" It'll give you like even more. Like if you think this is like good for you now, when you're a dad, and then you reflect on your dad even more, you'll be like, "Whoa, fuck." Mm, um, and I feel like I've done that in the last couple of years, just kind of like just thinking about my like dad's whole life. It's like, what in the world? Like, how in the world? Did I mean, I, you're like, his crowning achievement, right? Yeah, you're his. I mean, you're his. You're his legacy. You and and, and the three other kids. Um, and, and by the way, I don't. There is something that you guys should also know from what I can tell. Glean, it's not just Tyson. Uh, he's he's all about the when i talk to him he talks about uh ezra and the girls all the time oh yeah, yeah. like he's i'm like what are you up to and he's like dude i'm fucking neck deep in uh volleyball what do you yeah. need you know what i mean i'm like, <laughs> like volleyball yeah it's, like, yeah it's like i think about oh yeah and i mean to touch on that my little my little little sister valen just started playing softball and he's like going to a couple practices sees that it's being ran poorly like it's being ran so poorly so oh, now, no. he's got, now he's got his now he's got a whole separate team right so that he can run this team they're beating the shit out of everybody by the way like they're just 20 run ruling everybody and then now because Valen is being coached so poorly, he brings Valen to his practices and the other team's practices just so she could practice two double times. Time. Yeah, she can get double the. How old is she? Uh, she's eight. <laughs> yeah, she's eight. Yeah, it's hilarious. But then, yeah, like even my dad's whole process, like the fact of him becoming a father at a young age, right with me, and then just like because there's so many people around me, even like that, just like have shitty dads or dads that aren't present and by by the way my dad was raised like it would have been super normal it would not have been out of the ordinary if he just would have been like a like a half in half out dad like dude grew up did not have running water until high school his dad not in the picture mom really got to work every day just raising himself which you think like a kid raising himself how dangerous that is how easy it is to go down the wrong path just absolutely no guidance whatsoever meets meets my mom my mom's parents hate him because he's a bad bad kid right 
He was a bad kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was hey, as ghetto like, as they come. Yeah. Like, they're like, my mom's like, my granddad's like this lawyer, president of the RVA industry, RVIA industry is like this gangster in the in the greatest way possible. And then my dad is like on the complete other end of that. Say my dad don't even know his dad, but they live in the same area. Like, it's just like, and then to come to where we are now where it's like dude he's been the most present awesome dude to all four of us and i'm like it's just so amazing to me how it even how he even came to be like a good dad like it's crazy because there's so many examples of dudes who are not just are not good dads or even just average dads. like he's not even like an average dad he's taking it to a complete extraordinarily crazy level of like the most present dad like that you could ever imagine like in in all ways possible like so that's what i've been thinking about that a lot which has kind of been blowing my mind every time i think about it as well he um when i first had my kids i told him he's the most influential person in my life uh raising kids and he 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 won't actually let me talk to him about it like if i bring it up he'll change the subject like he don't want any accolades but how he when the times that i got to spend with you guys and him uh, the way he's so real around you guys has really influenced the way I hang out with my kids. Like really, really like how he raised you. He's by far, he's 90%, 90% of the influence uh, of how he raised you is how I raised my kids. I'm basically just copying the, the Travis yeah. agent. Um, he said to me a, uh, I don't know if it was a month ago or a year ago, but it must've been like a month ago. He said, Holy, f-, he called me. He's like, Holy fuck. I'm a genius. I go, what now? What'd you do now? And he goes, I'm paraphrasing, but he goes, all these assholes were telling me I need to do this and do that. And I always just pushed them aside and just kept just raising my kids. Like they wanted me to get a job here. Or someone said I should pursue this. And I just stayed focused on my kids. And look what's happened. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and I was like, you are a fucking so genius. Crazy. Good job. Yeah. So he had all these distractions and all these people, you know, like telling him what to do. Right. And instead, he did what you said, and you and you gave. That's the greatest thing um, someone could say about their their parents that they were present, and you and that's it. That's all and he needed to hear. He, he you gave it to him. He's done. And it's, He's and it's like the more that I think about it too, I'm like, like you think about people who say they grew up, like people complain about not growing up with with like a lot of money and like oh it was tough growing up and this and that. Like, yeah, and you didn't have an easy life. You guys moved around like, the fucking lot. Yeah, you guys like, didn't have didn't the stability. Have, we yeah, have, we didn't have any money. But it yeah. was like, it was also like, I would take not having a shit ton of money and yeah. having my mom and dad around like they were 10 times out of 10 than I would if I look at my, any of my cousins who's, they live a good life, whose right. dad isn't always on the road, who's always right. gone. I'm like, like, I, I liked having- Careful, you're going to get life. yourself in trouble. He didn't mean that, cousins. I get myself no, in like, trouble all the time. No, no, and I think that they're all great in their own way. But I'm like, if I had to go back and choose, I'm yeah. choosing the fact that my dad did a had a kids CrossFit class out of our garage Monday, Wednesday, Friday after at right as soon as I got done after school that he probably made like no money off of. No, but like did it for years, and I'm like, dude, I would take that ten times out of ten than any of the other circumstances. Because even when we were struggling, like we're using like space heaters to heat the house for like a couple winters. I'm like, that was like, that was like a, a task and a struggle that made us like tougher, like made us like, we had to figure out how to like, we had to figure that shit out. Like it was like, all right, I know when I get out of the shower, I'm going to be freezing cold. Right, right, right. I need right. to hustle. I need to hustle 
from the shower to the space heater, get dry off as soon as I can, get my clothes on and get out of the bed, get in, get into the bed. Like it was like shit like that, where I was like, it's made me like, it's gave me like a, like a, like a human sized callus, so to speak. Um, that's just made me a lot tougher or more capable maybe than like a silver spoon person growing up, which I don't, I don't, I think that the, the fact that somebody can be silver spoon, your dad is amazing. Like he's an awesome dude for being able to provide that. But the, I'd rather, like, I'd much rather would be around, would have rather have my dad be around all the time than to be um, just to have like a really great lifestyle where my dad may have listened to one of those people and like taken a job somewhere. Taking a job in Baltimore and started like commuting and just yeah, never been like, around. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah. Maybe, oh, no, I can't do that today. But, you know, maybe this weekend, you know, if I'm not exhausted, we can we can do that. When did you become grateful? There had to have been a time when you were like, fuck the, the like, you know, you're in the seventh grade and you fucking can't get the nice clothes or like you're still sharing a bedroom with fucking your brother and or your sister. And when did you become appreciative of it? You think? Mm, when were um, you like, oh shit, none of that mattered or actually it did matter. And it was actually good. Like the space heater was good. It's not like embarrassing. It was actually cool. I'm, I'm glad I got this as part of my story. Uh, I'd probably say, I, Man, I'd probably say I was I was, I was like always, five minutes I, ago. Yeah, I was always having a lot of fun. I was always having a lot of fun growing up. And like I, me and my brother shared a room until I left for college. So it's like I never even really thought about that. Like I got a phone after everybody else got a phone, and that wasn't just because we didn't have money. That was also because like my parents didn't want me to have a phone. So it was like I got I, I was still having so much fun like in life without the, without all the crazy things that like your own room or an iPhone or, or all that stuff. I was still having like so much fun. And I don't think I really even thought about the fact that I was even struggling until the fact that, you know, until I got to high school, not high school, college. And you start to hang out with people who didn't live the same life that you lived, whose dads did go get that job and they got, you know, a credit card that their pops will just load money onto and they can always just buy stuff. And, you know, I'm door dashing, trying to make like an extra 50 bucks to hang out for the week and stuff like that. So it's just like little stuff like that where I'm like, you just, I just like start thinking, I'm like, man, like, thank God I understand that money is good, but money is not like the end all be all to like, you know, determining between a good or a bad life, like not even in the slightest bit. So I think I just thought about that a lot and how tight we are as a family. Like there's some situations that my friends, families will go through that I'm like, what are y'all going through right now? Who's mad at who? Right, 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 right. I've never been, I've never been to one social outing with my family to where somebody had a problem with somebody and it wasn't just like, solved like immediately like yeah it's like oh dm is messing around with something my mom's mad my mom's like hey dm cut that cut that shit out what are you doing stop right now and then it's like, oh, okay i'll stop and then it's everything's good like there'll be some situations where like we'll leave i'll be somewhere with my buddies and their families will be there and then somebody will just be like yeah man like you know or like somebody's mom like somebody's family member just be acting completely out of pocket like no social um understanding at all of what's going on yeah so yeah like, oh you know so-and-so is mad at me or mad at my dad because they did this and but it didn't get talked about and nobody really knew until after it was just this kind of like hidden beef going on i'm like dude what that would never even yeah your dad would it doesn't tolerate shit like that either 
Yeah, which is good. When, Squash when it, it. Comes out and somebody alpha a lot of people shit. Be like, oh, he's arrogant. Like, no, like he's just the leader of the family, and the family's in check. So no, nothing ever happens. Like, there's no issues going on. So it was just like little things like that. I'm just like, I was just, I've, I've, I've become more and more grateful as I've gotten older of just being conscious of of, of, of things like that. Hey, what about what about your faith during all this? Do you have time during that thirty days? Do you do that? Do you have a, a, a like a Bible time, or did you go to church out there or any of that stuff? Um, so my my church that I go to from home does a really good job of streaming their Sunday services, and I didn't I didn't I didn't have anything to, I wouldn't have anything to do on Sunday, so that would be something I look forward to. And then I got like a, a daily devotional book that my buddy gave me. That I really, you'd sit in front of your computer and watch the streaming service on Sunday. I would link it to my TV and watch it. That was in the hotel room. And wow. Like that. Yeah. So they do a good job. Um, and then really, I mean, so I kind of like just the using anything I could like, like, I mean, honestly speaking, like, I don't really like, I believe I, I am, I am religious and I believe, I believe in the Bible. Right. But I'm also human. Right. So I'm not necessarily exactly sure if, everything went down exactly how they say in the Bible. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say dumb enough. I'm not oblivious enough to say that, oh, it happened exactly how they say in the Bible. Like, Jesus died three days later, he rose and all this crazy shit and Mary got pregnant without ever having sex and, and all these things, right? Like, I'm like, I'm, so I, I'm not even necessarily sure if, like, I'm just there, I have questions, but once again, <laughs> If it is true, I've been using that as another tool. I'm just praying like, oh, my God, Jesus, please give me the strength to absorb all this information. All the plays. And to operate at the highest level tomorrow. You know, watch over my family. This and all this, all that. Like, just please, you know, help me out, my family out, the world out, help help everything out. And I'm just using that because, you know. Once again, if it's if it's real, if it's true, then I'm I'm getting I'm getting those I'm reaping those benefits. If it's not if it's not true, then you know it made me feel good anyway about everything going on. So um, I just been using that too of just like using kind of prayer to you know help aid me in any way possible. Once again, because I know I got an uphill battle continuously. All the tools. Yeah. Uh, you, are you get you growing your hair long on purpose? Yeah, I'm going to grow it, like, long forever. I'm going to grow it, like, really long. Like, super long. Like, I'm just going to let it grow for, like... Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to let it go for a couple years. You're going to get in two months. I'm going to see it's going to be shaved. You're like, fuck that. I couldn't handle that. (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling. Anytime anytime I've ever grown my hair out. So, like, really, the one time I really grew it long, I just remember, like, just having to sit down with myself and just be like, all right, listen... There's going to be some shitty stages of hair growth. Like it's going to be awkward length. Yeah. It's going to be weird to be out without a hat on for a couple months. Um, You know, girls probably aren't going to think you're as cute. Um, You know, your mom's probably going to be upset that you're family events with your hair looking like that. Your dad's probably going to make fun of you, but it doesn't matter. You just do what you need to do. Style it. However, your mom needs you to style it. And then you just let it grow. And I had that sit down with myself and I'm already like, I'm starting to get like people say that my hair's getting long, which is cool. I think this is like two or three months of growth. 
So I know it took a year and two months for it to get down to like near my shoulder, but yeah, like that's probably like seven months of growth right there. That's so that that looks pretty good. Yeah, that doesn't look bad. There, I, no. I would have I would have really. Do good you have things. curly hair? Yeah, it's like wavy curly. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm just gonna let it go, cause like, there's gonna be a time where I can't let my hair grow, and you know, and once again, I think I've been, you know, reading in, reading into some some things like your hair is like an extension of your nervous system, and all your senses are amplified with the longer your hair hair is. Like that's like from like ancient Indian like Indian tribes saying this of like, you know, your sense your senses are heightened um, if your hair is longer. So all all to be the best quarterback. Yeah, all, all just to get a get a. You're all. In. Hey, dude, thank you. I can't believe the insight you're giving us. It's fuck. It's it's crazy cool. Thanks for coming on. Hey, anytime. I love coming on here. So yeah, anything, anytime you ever got questions, just uh, yeah, just ask me. All right. Um. So you go back on. Don't tell me. Uh. June. Uh. You have one. You, wait. 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 Don't tell me. Uh. You go back July twenty fifth. Twenty second. July 22nd, and then you're gone for 30 days? I'm gone for a long time this time. I mean, I'll be coming back, like, periodically, like, whenever I get a chance. But, like, it's going to be, like, it's going to be camp and then go into the whole season. So, I'll be, you know, knock on wood. If everything works out as it's supposed to, then I'll be gone for a long time. All right, good. Uh, Okay, I'll be bugging you sometime after July 22nd, but hopefully be bugging you in August. Perfect. You're the man. Appreciate you so much. All right, dude. Yeah, you're the man. Uh, take care. Say hi to your dad for me. Hi, say yeah, hi to your mom. Hi. Say hi to your kids for me. All right, brother. Oh, and Greg just texted me and said to say, uh, uh, tell Tyson I said, hey, and good luck and Godspeed. Oh, he's the man. Hey, hold up. Before I go. Yes. Yeah. My, my mentor slash buddy is a huge um, CrossFit advocate, health and wellness advocate, and he's dealing with all the crazy shit going on in the school system. He's a teacher at martinsburg high school he's like the mentor of my life he wants to start a crossfit program in the high school no 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 he's just like he's a huge crossfit advocate he's who i do my a lot of my crossfit with and he's a teacher and he's witnessing all this all the crazy stuff that's happening in the school system oh right 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 of just everything right um yeah if you if you ever had like an empty space i know you i know you're steady on the on the rise but he oh you mean to come on and he y'all would have a great conversation you don't um, think he'd get fired coming on here talking about what he sees nah he already martinsburg high school is the greatest place in the world to teach because they let you do your thing like you can do whatever you can just you can operate however you want i mean he's there's like there's like tennis courts that have that are, have been like abandoned by the school that he's now taken upon himself to put a, 20 flower beds in and have a full garden and he, you know, he put he he makes his kids plant food. He makes awesome. his kids do the awesome. for the day. A lot of good stuff going on. Derek Gallagher. Hey, will you so, send me that guy's Instagram? I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. So this is the other thing. He has no social media. He's got a flip phone. Um, oh. He's got a computer at the. He's got a computer at the house. You know, everything works. But I will send you his number and his his email or something. And awesome. Yep. Okay. You the man. Sweet. I appreciate right. it. Yep. Sweet. I like to hear from school teachers. Hear what's going on. Sweet. All right. Have a good day. All right, dude. Later. Bruce Wayne, he's been watching Raw Earth. Dude, Bruce, thank you for all the thumbnails, dude. Thank you for the quick change this morning, too. You are such the man. You've been killing the thumbnails. Killing the thumbnails. Killing, 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 killing the thumbnails. Uh, Let's go Bears. Oh, yeah, that's what I should have said.
bro, you're so shadow banned on YouTube. Again? Do they do that? Does YouTube do that? Um, uh, Heidi, this pod used to be the first icon on my subscription page, and now I have to specifically search for the pod to find it. And yet we grow. Frank, what's up, dude? Great content once again. Thank you. He's cool. I don't know why. Well, I know why. I, I, I want to make sure that he, um, when he's on the show, I don't want to, I, I mean, he didn't say anything crazy, but I always want to make sure, like, I don't want anyone to ever hear anything he says on this show that affects his ability to be become, uh, to fulfill his dream. Oh, I hear my kids started playing the piano. Um, I don't think there. Oh, I'm texting with someone who's in Armenia. I don't think there is a uh, CrossFit gym in Armenia. Uh, Molly Sevon, thanks for interviewing so many just good people. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. You guys mind if I make a phone call real quick? Oh, I don't even have my phone. I don't even have my phone with me. I can't even make a phone call if I wanted to. The fuck's my phone? Turntable. Turn tableable. Got me inspired. He's focused, man. Dude is focused. Um okay. Uh let's see. Um are we going to breakfast? Hang on for a second. What are we doing here? We have Tyson Bajan on, uh, Rich Froney next Monday. Oh, we have the show tonight. Oh, I guess I don't need to hang on. We have a show tonight. I get to hang out with you guys again. I didn't know that message. I didn't know when I read that message from his dad, I was going to get kind of rock like that. That kind of jacked me up. Um, What are you going to do? Uh, oh, here, how about this? You guys want to see something funny? I don't even really understand this. When I was in, um, when I was in Africa, every time I'd go there, not every time, but several times I went there, I saw albino black dudes. More often than you'd expect. Like, what are the odds I'd see it once, let alone many times? I didn't mean I didn't think it was very common, but there'd be trips where I'd see three different albino black dudes. But I saw this the other day. I thought this was funny as shit. Look at this right here. Okay. Uh, We'll watch this a couple times. I, I think it's funny. Here we go. That's a white black man. Are you a white black man? Are you a white black man? A white black man. No, you're the first white black man. What do you mean the first? You're a white black man. No, I know a nigga when I see a nigga. Oh, man. Oh, you might be black. Okay, okay. You black. You black. My bad. My bad. That's a white black man. Are you a white black man? Kind of looks like Chris Cooper from Two Brain Business. <laughs> it, no, it's not one in a hundred. It there's no way. It's it's got to be one in a million. That's what I mean. It's got to be so. I mean, I never. I I don't even see any albino white people. I see more albino black people than white people. I don't even know at that point. I don't even know how I know they're black. Like, what is it? His hair or what? Like shape of his head? I don't know. What makes that guy black? 
I can go either way with this dude. I mean, I believe him. What is he really a black dude? It's crazy, right? That's what's what makes it so fucking ridiculous to call people black or white. Albino, you think that's an albino? Albino melanated dude? Uh, Sevi, you're an albino black dude. Oh, his hog. The eyes and the jaw. They got their own, the melanated people have their own eyes and jaw. I mean, you can't even say that. They don't even, when you go to the continent, they don't even all, they don't even look anything alike. A Kenyan looks nothing like a dude from Nigeria or Ethiopia or all these fuckers look, everyone looks different. It's like comparing like those Icelandic people to, to Armenians. Wait, what? Are you a white black man? A white, a white black man. Man. No, you're the first white black man. What do you mean the first? You're a white black man. No, I'm a black black man. No, I know a nigga when I see a nigga. Oh man. So when he says "oh man" and puts his hand like this, that's the telltale sign that they're that they're brothers. Oh, you might be black. Okay, okay, he's black. He's black. I wonder if that's someone famous. I mean, what's he doing? He's just in his robe, just walking around a hotel in his robe. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how just famous dudes do it, I guess. I guess I could Google how many albino black dudes are there, or how many albino, just what's the ratio, how many albinos, should I type, type albinos? Albino. Albino. Albinos, number of albinos. Albinism number. In the U.S., there's approximately 18,000 to 20,000 people who have some albinism. In other parts of the world, the occurrence can be as high as 1 in 3,000. No shit. What did you say? 1 in 100? Fuck, 1 in 3,000? Most children with albinism are born to parents whose hair and eye color are typical for their ethnic backgrounds. Wow. Is Canelo, does Canelo have albinism? Dude, um, albinism affects people of all ethnic backgrounds. It's frequently worldwide and estimated to be approximately 1 in 17,000. Okay, okay. Well, shit, that's more than I thought. Prevalence of the different forms of albinism varies considerable by population, considerably by population and is highest overall in people of sub-Saharan African descent. Well, fucking A. Didn't I tell you? I couldn't believe how many albinos I saw when I went to... Um, I wonder if albino is a bad word. Are you allowed to say albino? I wonder if that's derogatory. You're supposed to call him pale face? I don't know. But, um, yeah, shitloads. Every time, I couldn't believe how many, every time I went there, it feels like, or every other time I went there, I saw a few albinos, black dudes. I titled that, What the Fuck is Going On Here? Imagine just walking up to a dude and just being like, uh, it's a white black dude. It's a white black dude. Oh, shit. No shit. Damn. <clears throat> this was a good clip. Fuck. It says it's no longer available. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Hey, I think that I think the lesbians are tapping. I think I think that LGBTQT thing is just is, is going to be toast soon. I think they're going to lose the L. I'm dead serious. I think the L's getting ready to bail. 
I don't think that the the dykes are hanging. What is it? I think that they've had their fill of fucking. Listen, all women, whether you're fucking lesbian or straight, you should not be affiliated with dudes sexually in any way other than to procreate. You've heard it here first. Okay, back to something else fun. You guys want us to do something fun? Look at, look at this shit. This is this is a little old. I don't know. This is a couple months old. Floyd, I didn't even know Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather was still boxing. I'm, I mean, you guys know I'm a fucking fight fan. I don't know what the fuck's going on here, how I could not know. Um, but uh, this is... Floyd was doing an exhibition, exhibition match against uh, Gotti. And in the sixth round, it got called. I guess there was a ton of shit talking during the fight. Yeah, no more lesbians. They, they, they're getting out. I'm telling you, you heard it here first. The L is get yeah L L uh L B G T Q cage mat no, that it's gonna just be B B G T Q. I'm telling you, the lesbians have had it. They aren't doing the diddle the kid diddling shit. They're not. It's all dude shit. They're they're getting the fuck out. There's no fucking way the dykes are hanging. They're done. They're not. They're not like the others. The dudes need their own smorgasbord. The women are should not be involved. It's like it's like bathrooms, dude. There shouldn't even be that we should just throw the word homosexual away. There shouldn't be a generic term for that. It should just lesbians are like Serena Williams said, like there's there's no comparison. Men and women's tennis is so different that it's really not even the same sport. Uh it's like that. Lesbians and 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 I don't know what you call dudes, gay dudes. Is gay specifically for dudes? Whatever it is, they're not the same. They're just not. So they they're getting out. I wish I had that clip. It was so good. Anyway, back back to this. Back to this. This is more fun. Anyway, uh, so look at the size of Floyd Mayweather's bouncers and look how good they are. Look how good they are. Yeah, listen. Yeah, the oh the feminists are done. They're my mom is a lifelong feminist from the '60s. She's not even happy with some of the stuff today. Yeah, it's it's done. I'm watching just the biggest. Liberal junkies, crackheads. Oh, shit. Oh, really? You're almost there? Oh, fuck. Well, fuck. We're too late. Oh. Oh, fuck. Okay. Never mind. See you guys later. Fuck, I missed breakfast. Damn it. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, here he is. He's fighting Gotti, and there's so much shit talking in the match. The ref, has to the ref stops it. It's supposed to be an exhibition match. Man, Gotti looks huge compared to Floyd. Look at Gotti. I think that that shot that Floyd gave him right there hurt him too. By the way. Oh, that one, that one, that one hurt him. You saw that? Now watch. Look at the guy standing behind of Floyd Mayweather. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind this again. That second shot Floyd hits him with after the fight's been called hurts God. <laughs> Boom! Look at wobbles and wobbles. Look at the bouncer. You see that giant bouncer coming behind? The, I better lower the volume on this. That giant bouncer coming there. He is right there. You guys see him? Look at that dude. He starts swinging over Floyd's head. Look at like to protect Floyd. Look at. Him. Now watch the bouncers. Watch what they do. Gotti's in the corner. That's Floyd May. Um, uh, I think that's the C, uh, CEO right there in the face of Gotti of um, uh, the money team. I'm pointing with my finger, but this dude, you see me circling him? He gets in the face of Gotti. 
Now watch what these look at these dudes. Look at these monsters with these black hats on. Dude, they make Floyd Mayweather look like a little bite. Now watch what they do here. Watch what they look at Gotti just stuck in the corner. Look at all the giant dudes. There's a, uh, oh, a giant white dude back here with a, uh, a yellow TMT hat. Watch watch their technique here. Watch what they start doing. Watch what they start doing. They start just pushing. Oh, where did Gotti go? Oh, yeah, Gotti's still in there. Is Gotti still in there? There he is. Does he jump out? He needs to jump out. Oh, no. So he's just getting smashed. So you have three dudes or four dudes who weigh over 300 pounds each. So that's 1,000 pounds of men just pushing into the corner. Look at that. I want to point out there's no women in there. There's not a single woman in that mix. There's not a single woman in that mix. It's crazy. Look at that. Look at this giant dude back here with the other, the, this black dude with the yellow TMT hat. And then some dude with looks like he has a lollipop in his mouth with a green shirt just jumped in the ring. Do you see that? Who the fuck is that guy? You're a little late to the party, dude. I just can't believe how hard they're pushing in the corner here. It's it's one, two, three guys stopping like uh, ten other guys in P Diddy back here. Wouldn't you like to have been in the room when um, Puff Daddy changed his name to P Diddy? He's like, you know. Feeling a little more like a P. Diddy. Feeling more like a P. Diddy. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for calling in today. Great talking to you guys. Tonight, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the greatest show CrossFit Games show ever starts episode one, the CrossFit Games update show. The plan every Friday night, Friday evening, 6.30 Pacific uh, Standard Time. Get your swerve on, call in, fight with John Young. John Young's really feeling himself. Whoo, he's feeling himself. Brian Spin will be here. We can talk about the the best, the newest, the greatest, the pinnacle, what, what this sport has needed. Finally, a ranking system. Like, like, like you know, I don't like to lean, lean on other sports and said they did it right, but that college football ranking is killer where they just have about the pundits, the press, rank them. It's cool. He's doing it. He did it. I'm pumped. Uh, Rich got rescheduled to Monday. Uh, same time, early as fuck again. I got to get up at 5.30 a.m. Hi, Jody. I'm glad you're laughing. Uh, rankings, speculation. By professional people who are highly qualified to tell you. 
to speculate. I have a PhD in speculation. It's not all pundits. Yeah, just the good ones. I'm so excited about it. And that note, on that note, Manny Spiegel, love you guys. Bye-bye. See you this evening. Bye-bye.